episode 41. <clears throat> 41. 41. Get it out. Episode a 41. Flemmy. Where Daniel survives. <laughs> will I Will I make it through the You'll show? You'll make it. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode number 41, Random Draw, a board game podcast. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> you said it like you were on a 1970s game show. Yeah, like, I kind of felt that. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, you're ready to show me the money. It had it had, it had Hollywood Squares energy. Yeah. All right. I'm, well, not, I'm not against it. I'm not, just, that's how I'm going to do it from now on. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Daniel Man. With me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That's me. And uh, my good friend, Mark Belial. Hello, McFly. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very nice. timely reference Thank because you. of a thing we will be announcing yeah. at the end of this show. I, oh, yeah. We have a big announcement Ooh. at the, the end of this show. Stick around or fast forward, or fast but make forward. sure you come back. Fast forward. <laughs> fast forward, then rewind yeah. if you can't just can't handle that. We should just put a timestamp that's called big announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste anyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> like the rest of this episode, yeah. trash. It's fine. Just, it's going to be you, subpar. If you've listened to one episode, you know what you're getting. So. Yeah. <laughs> different board games, different talking, same shtick. <laughs> same shtick. Same three idiots. If matter. you're here for that good, good, big announcement, just check the time. Yeah. Big announcement, big. exclamation point, click it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we are a board game podcast. We're going to discuss three board games tonight, and then we're going to go on to what we like to, well, what we do call. Mm-hmm. I don't like to call it that. <laughs> but yep. it's the topic, which is a topic we talk about. Yeah. So stupid. But Mark comes up with these. Uh, this is uh, part, two. Part, two part two of Dungeons in December. Yeah. Part three will be coming out, oddly enough, in January. I can't <laughs> wait for part three of Dungeons in December in January. <laughs> Yeah, we're just just when you thought 2020 wasn't long enough, I got one more segment for you. Yeah, we're so awesome at this. Well, the yeah. problem is we ended up taking an unscheduled yeah. break for various reasons, but I yeah. think most I, of you can probably guess. Yeah, I got COVID. A, I got a little sick, and not with COVID. Not with but COVID. Maybe, yeah. but maybe we don't. So we yeah. had to get tested, or I had to get tested. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm fine. Everyone's yeah, everyone, fine. everyone's fine. And thank you guys so much for like reaching out and asking. Yeah, had, that was really that nice. was. I had very several nice. people ask if we were fine, and it was very. <laughs> touching and, and you're I, like mentally absolutely not yeah i'm a wreck right now but yeah. <laughs> i really appreciate You've it doubled Thank up you. on your uh light time i actually did have both going at the same time like both? both do you do front and back or side to side both depression lamps? i like rotisserie style myself <laughs> <laughs> i just spin oh man that caught me off guard real good <laughs> just two seasonal depression lamps top and bottom yeah Mark i'm gonna, holding on to a spit in the middle of yeah, just slowly spinning just it. sweating just, like i'm a piece of shawarma let's just get mark like one of those old uh, 1980s sit and spins <laughs> oh <laughs> just yeah sits in the middle and spins or a lazy susan oh. put you on the table i think yeah. i own one do you my was friends it? put their christmas tree on a lazy susan oh that's cool because they said it was easier to string the lights around it i was like that is genius that is genius Ooh, the big pro tip i ran into this year is to string your lights vertically like rather than around oh, let me give see what i did whoop, is buy yep. a tree that already had lights on it Boom! yeah <laughs> that's my pro tip never lights again <laughs> welcome to christmas talk so <laughs> So that's the reason for the season. <laughs> so my wife is allergic to real trees. Mm. And then she insists on getting a real tree, which means I have to do everything with the real tree. This was, seems like a scam on I her part. I know. That's what a I said. Very I, smart scam. So it worked for years. Yeah. So I said, can we just get a fake tree for the love of God? And she's like, well, I don't like how they look. And I said, no, they look like trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some of them have lights already on. So we got one from Lowe's and it was on clearance already like January 12th. So Ooh. I was like, great, let's get it. So they're still expensive. 
But I mean, in the long run, you make make your money back. Oh yeah, we bought one tree when the year we got <clears throat> married. We're now past five. This is our fifth Christmas oh, of being sure. married, and it's the same tree. My wife asked me, "What are we gonna do when the lights go bad?" And I said, "Buy a new tree." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I think our tree, our fake tree, was like two hundred bucks. But we spend a hundred dollars a year on a on a real tree. Oh yeah. yeah. So in two it, years, we it. yeah, it's Please. worth it. Get a Please. fake tree. I don't need to be cutting down trees. Get a fake. That's tree. where our oxygen comes from. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It is. I mean, it does come from it, but not so much. It's fine. It's all good. We got man. plenty of oxygen. We got plankton. We're so, okay. so much plankton. You guys don't get it. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some board games. We played three board games. We played more than that, but we played. <laughs> we're going to talk about these. That's what three you're getting this episode. Yeah, You'll we overdo like it. it. Here's a look behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We, we like play, playing games. We like to play games. <laughs> we play more than three. So we played this week Jaws. The bo- is this from Ravensburger too? It is Ravensburger. Oh my goodness. We played Jaws, the board game from Ravensburger Games. I picked this up the last Gen Con that was able to be attended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly not this. Not year. this one. 2019. 2019 Gen Con. Yep. Uh, and I didn't play it until last week. Uh, <laughs> now it had been played once. It had been played Gen several Con. times. So yeah. had I okay. had played it twice actually, pre-playing with you guys. Okay. Yeah. Just sat on my shelf because mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, Dave's already played it. Why do I need to play it?" Because <laughs> that's how this podcast <laughs> works. This podcast works. <laughs> so we played Jaws, the board game. So in Jaws, this is a uh, mini versus one game. Yeah, all one versus of, one. One mm-hmm. of you is Jaws. Yeah. Jaws. And then the rest of you are trying to murder Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Murderers. You're the characters from uh, the movie Jaws. Yeah. This Quint. is a movie game. Brody. And Hooper. Yep. And the Orca, which is the ship. Yeah. Their boat. Not, it's not a ship. It's a boat. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a man. Well, it's a man. <laughs> it's a man on the shore. Like, he oh, should have got a bigger boat. He should have. I heard that he should have got a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, you have not seen Jaws? I have not seen Jaws. Oh, you'd love it. No. <laughs> as, as, the, as the one who spends the most time out on actual water in a boat, yeah. I don't care to see Jaws. So when I saw Jaws as a, as a child, uh-huh. I couldn't even go into a swimming pool. Okay, yeah, that's a little excessive. I listen. I know. But I'm you're an a idiot, child. I'm an idiot it. kid. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like in my head, I knew that like I'm in the foothills of California. No sharks are there. Yeah, but in my head, uh, maybe there's a could, shark. Could be. Could be. Have what you if, seen that? What if it jumped? Uh, my brother and my brother and me podcast clip have, where it's these guys talking it. about. Uh, it's a wild... sharks in a pool. Oh no! I, I that's a wildly popular podcast. Uh, people love it. I've only seen this clip and it was so funny because these guys. It's like I used to worry that there were sharks in the pool. He's yeah. Like, Don't yeah. you think you'd see it? He's like, Nah, man, it's invisible. It's a glass shark. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's a very oh, funny no. clip. I didn't have any. I didn't have any reasoning why the shark yeah. <laughs> or why I couldn't see it. Just terrified. But anyway, so it's a, a game based on a movie. So yeah. this game is played in two different parts and the board separates parts so uh, the board is very small the whole game is yeah. very small yeah it's a small footprint for sure very small footprint yeah. nothing wrong with that in the first part you are on this island so in the first is part you're on half of, you're on half of the board where there is an island in the middle of the board that's and then there's water around yeah. it because that's how islands work <laughs> wait a minute but what if it flips over yeah what if you have too many people standing on the one side see i am not a u.s senator so i understand how islands work so uh, one, the person playing Jaws, their uh, whole goal during this time is to eat people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you uh, obviously, They're delicious. just like real sharks, the more people they eat, the more powers they get oh, later on. 
as the people on the island, Hooper and the sheriff and mm-hmm. all of them, you're trying to stop the shark from eating people. It's very hard. It's very hard. You know, it turns out not good great at though? it. Eating people. Yeah. yeah. As the shark, yeah. I as, love eating people. I was going to say, the shark is very successful in this first <laughs> part of the game. Also the second part of the game. <laughs> you go until you can attach these barrels to a shark mm-hmm. or until the shark gets his little belly filled with all the humans. I'm so full. <laughs> so of, full. So full of tourists. I get barely. I, I got to loosen my shark belt. Well, and you guys are trying to close the beaches and you're trying None to of like it helps. ping the water and yeah. find where I am nope. and get barrels. And we stuck one barrel mm-hmm. to Dave real early and then he just ate all of the people. <laughs> yeah, it was like a motivating thing. I was factor like, this is going to be so easy. And then mm-hmm. never again did we see him. Well, so it's cool because like each of the individual people mm-hmm. each have their own powers. So yep. some of them are better at trying to save people, some of them are better at trying to catch the shark. Yeah. Whereas the shark has secret powers as well but as the shark you have like a pad of paper and that's how you're tracking where you are yeah like Uh, a secret movement exactly so Mm -hmm. all of your movement is hidden and you're just writing it down you have to tell them well obviously they figure out where you've eaten the people from what beach (laughs) (laughs) yes you've devoured them wait a minute (laughs) it becomes very clear when suddenly people start disappearing where where is dave i don't know but three people just got eaten at this beach (laughs) i don't know but there is a leg over there (laughs) so they're trying to find you but because the shark also has a couple extra secret powers it's kind of nice because all you have to do is declare that you used a power you don't have to declare which power you used Mm -hmm. So the shark has a lot of advantages when it comes to its secret movement and then using its special powers to either eat extra people or move without being detected or move extra spaces or like the shark can do a lot, Mm. making it a little tough for the people. But I remember, I think in... All three of the games I played, I think the shark ate its fill in all of them. The shark is such a proficient eater. As the players, you have, everybody has certain abilities, right? Uh, Hooper can go out on the orca, and he's Mm -hmm. the one tagging the shark, and the sheriff can close the The beaches. beaches. So everybody's got these powers, so you're working together terribly so, trying to... Trying to stop people from getting eaten. Uh, mind you, these people don't stop going in the water. No. Like, I feel like if there was a, a massive, let's call it a pandemic of shark attacks, <laughs> I, I would probably not go in the water. Yeah. Well, is it bad, though? Like, It's kind so, of infringing on your rights, though, if I tell you not to go in the water. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's for my own protection. It's for your own protection. <laughs> but listen, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Every single time I see a news story and it says, like, blah, 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 shark attack, my first thought is well was he on land yeah <laughs> because if if that human was on land and that shark attack happened i'm gonna feel real bad i for got him. i yeah. got issues then if I... you're in the ocean and that shark attacks i mean okay yeah like i, I mean that's kind of where he is that's where he lives yeah we're not meant to go there <laughs> no. we're not, that's my big thing about the ocean i don't go in the ocean i don't go in do the bay <laughs> i get in, i do the boat thing i'll get in the boat i'll stay in the boat don't get out of the boat don't ever get out of the boat. That's one thing I learned about ap- from Apocalypse Now. Don't, never, ever, never, don't ever get out of the boat. Oh, man, I jump right out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> but in the bay. But, but in, in the, the bay. bay. Yeah, no, you so don't. don't I'm in Delaware. Business. I've seen yeah. a few sand sharks. Mm-hmm. So I don't like getting in the water if it's, like, not clear. And the water, water here is, is not clear. No, no. it's very it is, murky. It is not attractive water. Anything this is not the Bahamas there. here. <laughs> yep, anything could be down there. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. That's why I don't get out of the boat. I, in fact, I don't even go in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave the shore yeah. or my house. Which That's is good. why when I read the article that says shark attack. Daniel Mann, attacked by shark, I'll be like, you, well, that is shocking. Yeah, you, that would <laughs> be. surprising. That would be a shock because One of them there, street sharks. <laughs> 
<laughs> if he like knocked on my, remember that old siren like, yeah, like land ca- shark yeah candy graham well i'm not letting you in candy graham oh candy graham open the door this shark <laughs> <a little> shark <laughs> So anyway, Jaws the Jaws. board game. So uh, after Jaws gets his fill, or you somehow through an twice. act of yeah. God, yeah. You, you, get lucky. <laughs> you get lucky and he sw- swims into a barrel on accident. Yeah, yeah, perhaps your shark is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you get him to barrel. Then you flip the board over, and the board is now a boat. It's the orca. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the it's similar to an island because it is surrounded by water. <laughs> it, it is. You know what? Yeah. But it's, but it's dissimilar in that you could flip it over. You could flip it over. Yes. Especially if there's too many people on it, <laughs> unlike an island. So in this part, the shark is now actively attacking the boat, mm-hmm. and you are actively attacking the shark. Yeah. You're defending your self-defense. Yeah. And so the shark is secretly <clears throat> picking one of three zones it can attack, and yep. you know which three zones they are. The players know, too. And then the players are saying, I will focus my fire or whatever I have on zone A or B or C. Mm. And then the the shark flips over a token to show whatever they attacked. And Mm -hmm. then the shark does its thing. If the people chose the right spot, the shark was going to pop out of the water. The people can shoot or whatever the shark. And And still get hit by the shark. Or or get knocked over. So there's eight tiles that are basically the boat. And then as the shark attacks each of them, you flip over the tile and then it's a damaged boat. Mm -hmm. And then if the shark attacks it again successfully, it gets removed. So this boat gets smaller and smaller. What's weird is that any individual chunk of damaged boat will still stay aloft. Yeah, despite yeah. how much boat this chewing away, yeah. <laughs> whatever's left, it's fine. It's still floating and you're walking around on it. Yeah. But that's basically the game. And there's different powers, there's different cards, like the people can get different weapons. And Wouldn't know anything about that. That would imply that you've saved people. No, mm-hmm. when I went on this mm-hmm. boat, I took one bullet. Yeah. yeah. I brought, and that is it. I brought a 38 special. Yeah, so that's the thing. So, so the better the shark does in the first half, the more powers you get. The better the humans do in the first half, the more um, equipment equipment they yeah. get so if the shark just houses you like in our situation <laughs> I was very you, hungry. you get what you get what yeah. you got on you like some pocket lint a lighter and like a, a, a thumb drive yeah. <laughs> and the need for a bigger boat yeah. hey shark i've got some incriminating photos on this thumb drive and so, <laughs> and so that's the thing right like if you have a gun you don't have to be directly where the shark is attacking you could be like a step away which is nice because you don't want to get hit by the shark makes sense but if you're out of bullets if you use the one you brought you got to punch the shark you got to punch a shark or you have a axe or a bat or whatever's on this stupid boat <laughs> and you're just literally trying to bludgeon this shark to death which goes terribly it does very little damage to the shark yeah it, yeah you and that's the thing like okay i guessed right the shark attacks i still have to roll this dice to get a hit on yeah. the shark and if the shark has one of its powers active it could like negate some of your pips or whatever and you're just like oh, okay like i need a, <laughs> i need a seven on this six-sided dice to hit this shark i found it to be a little frustrating like if you don't get any extra equipment as a player yeah, yeah. i definitely had such a massive advantage um <laughs> Going so, into the second half. So brutal. Well, and near the end of it, too, it also has a thing I don't like player elimination. Yeah. It's not a long player elimination because by the time players are getting eliminated, like you're in the final. <laughs> it's it's, it's you are, pretty, pretty bad. If yeah. you are like one on one with the shark, it has not gone well. Yeah. yeah. You are not going to last much. So longer. here's my question, Dave, because you've played it the most out of all three of us. I have. Was it your experience that this was a, a common part of the game? Yeah. The shark, <laughs> the shark generally. Is, to, the shark no, is good. I want to say one time the shark. Shark did lose, but I think it was the first time any of us had ever played. Uh-huh. So, like, I had a, <laughs> I also of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I also had an advantage as the shark because this is my third game, yeah, and this uh-huh. is your first, and that's why I played the shark because it's the more complicated character. 
and you can't ask. I don't know. Well, you can't ask for help as the problem as the shark. You can't be like, oh, is yeah, it what's... smart to go here? Yeah, should yeah. I move over to this side of the beach? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because everything you do as the shark is secret. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of know more than the other players. So I don't like this game very much, but <laughs> I don't love this game, yeah. and I've played more than anyone. So the the I should say though the art and the components and the, all the the overall aesthetic package is really nice. Yeah, yeah. all the little uh, ships are like little wooden ships. <clears throat> yep. They're really neat. Little wooden meeples. Even the little shark uh, yeah, meeple that's coming out of the water wooden. is neat. I like everything about it, and it's really cool. You like you flip the board over, and that's the other map. Like that's the second part of the game. Mm-hmm. Like everything's really well made, and, yeah. and it's like it wasn't hard to learn. It's easy to learn. It's easy to play, and everything works. Everything and works fine. I guarantee you that if you played more times, you would get better at hunting the shark. But the shark could also get a little better at evading you. And yeah. The, yeah. The the problem with that is I would have to play this game more times. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, we judge games based upon how much fun did we have playing absolutely. the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, that's my biggest complaint about some people. They're like, well, you can't get the full aspect of this game unless you play it a hundred times. Like, yeah, but if I'm not having fun, I'm not ever going to play this yeah. game a hundred times. Really, that speaks enough to the, how you feel about the game. Sure. Like, if I'm not willing to play it again. Yeah, if I like a game and I'm not good at it, I'll try to get better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or maybe I just go, ah, I didn't understand anything, but we didn't play any rules wrong. We right. didn't mess anything up. Like, we played the game appropriately. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. wasn't. It was so brutal. Like, it, was so, <laughs> it was, like, so demoralizing, like, what I think an actual shark attack would be yeah. like. <laughs> so Guys, demoralizing. Is anybody else having a really bad time right now? He took my whole hand. How, do you guys, are you guys okay with this? Well, oh, and it's terrible. not, it wasn't really that fun to be the shark either. Just crushing us. Because, A, I just crushed you. Yeah. And, B, I don't love one-verse-all games. I would rather yeah. play with my friends, not against all of my friends. If I was playing a one-verse-all game, like, I've I, every time we've played, like, Imperial Assault, I've always had mm-hmm. fun with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, I, I prefer co-op games. And that's how we all lean on this show. If you don't like that, if you like more competitive game, then maybe this is for you. Like, but, if you love being the one who's going to get your friends, this yeah. game is totally up your alley. Yeah. yeah. I just like to uh, play well with others. <laughs> I just want to be free. Yeah, we're collaborative. <laughs> I'm collaborative. That's like the problem. I wanted, to be the a, I wanted to be a shark that was just on your team. Like a friendly shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. I'm still going to eat people because that's what I do. But remember the show Sequest? <laughs> I do remember I do. when they had I do. the dolphin. <laughs> yeah. That's what oh. I wanted this game to be. But yeah. that would have been a Sequest game then. <laughs> yeah, that's very Jaws, true. Dif- different, different IP. Boy, I guess that would have been really different. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws is swimming around like protecting the people. No, no, no there's a shark over it's here. It's protecting the people, but we're also kind of helping the shark eat some people because he's got to live. Yeah, like you got to eat some people. It's a, I mean, not all these people are good. It's fine. Yeah, and especially like certain tourists. I assume at some point you're going, mm, that dude, terrible tipper, real rude to the wait staff. Yeah. What, did yeah. he just litter into yeah. the ocean? And you're like Go sort of him. pushing him out a little bit <laughs> yeah. deeper. Into the- I mean, you don't have to eat all of him, but like some of him. Yeah, sure. just, you know. <laughs> the tasty bits? A few morsels? It's just the like, annoying parts. <laughs> oh, so his head. Yeah. 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 yeah, just the head. I bet yeah. he gets so much nicer, though, if he didn't have legs. <laughs> Uh, Mark, tell us about this game. Jaws, published in 2019 by Ravensburger Games. They also published The Castles of Burgundy. Plus, what did we play from Ravensburger just recently? Well, interesting you ask, Daniel Man. (laughs) Did did you just call him Little Man? I said Daniel Man. He's my name. (laughs) He said, interesting you ask, Little Man. Hold on. Jaws, published in 2019 by Ravensburger Games, who also published The Castles of Burgundy. I've never played Castles of Burgundy. It's uh, slightly different than The Castles of Purple. (laughs) 
I don't get that joke, I guess. <laughs> it's a color joke. It's a color joke. Burgundy as opposed to purple? Yeah, it's Ugh. dumb. It was well, a dumb I, joke, but I but it's I very dumb. It was kind of funny. I think I lost his listeners. Anyway. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Mark knows. Oh, is this a literary reference? No, no. no, it's, no just it's a, a color reference, a color which reference. I should have got. Yeah, because yeah, like, I know colors. It's part of the series, Towns of Siam. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's, what else? <laughs> Magenta Settlement, you know? No, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> this is a me and Mark bit? Yeah. yeah. I don't know who It was designed and the art was done by Prospero Hall, which we've talked about in the past. Oh, yeah, because we thought it was a person, but that's not. It's a company. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think there was an Arsenio Hall like, bit. Pars- yeah. Pr- Prospero Hall sounds like an awesome name. Yeah. It's not a name. It's uh, a we company. talked about them, uh, episode 33, Horrified of Lights, where we discussed the board game Horrified, and uh, they also published Disney Villainous. Yeah. I heard good things about People that. People love that I game. I also heard good things. I just don't care about Disney is the thing. Yeah. I, I, I guess there's I, a Marvel one, Marvel Villainous. Yeah, it's I, got I, Thanos. I don't care so much about that either. Yeah. I mean, I like Marvel, but it, I, I don't as know, soon I, as Mandalorian. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Mandalorian Villainous? I love The Mandalorian. So I've been good. watching I, it. I haven't started the second season yet. Is it because it's the best Star Wars ever made? I <laughs> could be. I had this whole moment where I was like, people man, like, I really hate saying Dave might be right about something. People like <laughs> No, I get that. <laughs> I have that feeling sometimes. <laughs> it's not often, but sometimes. Uh, people like the Clone Wars too. Yeah, I haven't gotten into that I yet either. Pretty good. I don't know. Cool. So Jaws. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Jaws Lorian. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's that's your information about Jaws. In this board game podcast that we have we, on our rating system, we rate one to ten. We don't use the number seven because that is a cop out. You say this game is great or it is fine. Or it is terrible. <laughs> I don't Which need is, a seven for this game. Yeah. <laughs> this game will not reach a seven for me. Mark, what would you rate this game? One to ten, not using the number seven. How many bigger boats would you rank Ooh, this? Okay, I'm going to have to give this game a five out of ten bigger boats. It's perfectly functional in every way. Just like me. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly functional. Perfectly I, didn't, I, I agree with Dan. Like, it was a very frustrating experience just getting bricked by a shark. You yeah. know, uh, it's not a lot of fun. Stay out of the water. I could see why it wouldn't be an enjoyable. Uh, pros about the game. The art on the map is really cool. It looks, like, it looks kind of like an old um, postcard. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, does. Greetings from Amity, yeah. Amity Island or whatever. Yeah. Um, Amityville. There's a whore there. But uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the thing I didn't care for was some of the components were a little cheap, like the the fancy orca that you got. Yeah. Uh, you could see looked the like glue it was like glue. <laughs> it was all glued together. It was like blocks of wood that yeah. were kind of yeah. glued together. So big miss there. Uh, give me a five though. It was you perfectly it. fine. I would never want to play it again though. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very strong final thought. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, Jaws, the board game, one out of ten, not using the seven. How many bigger boats would you give Jaws? That boat creaks as much as me standing up out of a low chair. <laughs> and let me tell you. I would not want to stand up at a more than four creaky boat chairs. <laughs> oh, so rickety. Solid four, but honestly, part of that is because I don't love one versus all games very much. Sure. Mm-hmm. It is not a mechanic that I thoroughly enjoy. There are games that do this mechanic better. There are games that I've enjoyed more that do this mechanic. Fury of Dracula. Right? Sure. People I would love ra- that game. I would rather play Fury of Dracula. Absolutely. <laughs> Dracula. <than this laughs> Dracula. Oh, it's me, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's me, Dracula. <laughs> It's oh, Dracula's sound- gangster this form. SoundCloud rapper Dr- oh, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> scream! Scream! <laughs> stupid SoundCloud. Uh, so stupid. So, uh, yeah, uh, give me a solid four. Four out of five for Dave. Uh, four out of five. <laughs> 
<laughs> not <laughs> four to five, but you can't use seven. You can't use seven. <laughs> got that marked down as a 90, Dan. Go ahead. <laughs> 90. Yep, good. Thank you, Mark. Okay, I got uh, it. <laughs> Dan, uh, Jaws, the board game, one out of ten, not using the number seven. How many bigger boats would you give Jaws? I'm going to give it a four also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of anybody during this game, I complained more than anybody. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I like had such a terrible, and, and it's been a little bit since we played it, so maybe that has dulled some. But I know that if we played it again, I would just be like, "Oh, this game's a one." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna give a four. I because it is functional. Like nothing's broken nothing's about it. Nothing's broken. The game works fine. If you have better people playing the characters, maybe you'd do better. Uh, but Mark and I did not. Or if you don't have yeah. just a savant playing the shark. No, I don't think that was <laughs> it. Yeah. Mm. I also don't think, yeah, that, I don't was think that was it. I mean, it's very kind of you to say that, Dave. But <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 for, for Jaws. Uh, great components. The game works fine. Uh, if you're a huge fan of Jaws, I don't know of another Jaws board game. So <laughs> this, then this is it. Maybe this so. is it. So that is Jaws. Uh, Next, we played a game called The Princess Bride. Inconceivable. An adventure book game. Mm -hmm. So this is a co-op, which we enjoy. Yeah, so immediately plus is there because co-op. We should name our podcast, despite us being 41 episodes in, we should name our podcast The (laughs) Co-op Cast. (laughs) The Co-op Will, all things co-op. Yeah. Will shill for co-ops. Will yeah. shill for co-ops. <laughs> rebrand. <laughs> a little late for a rebrand. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you're not the boss of me. I don't care if we run it in the ground. <laughs> uh, the Princess Bride Adventure book game. This is a game based, uh, you guessed it, on the 1980s movie The Princess Bride. A what now? I know. If you believe this, uh, The Princess Bride is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a great movie. Great movie. So in this game, the interesting thing I thought about this game was you aren't... You're not one of the characters. You are the group yeah, of characters. Which is yeah. unique because normally it's like, okay, I'll be Princess Butter- Buttercup and yeah. you can be Wesley. And obviously, powers. Obviously, Andre the Giant, given our size disparity, Mark is Mar- going to be Andre Mar- the Giant. Uh-huh. Clearly, Physics. gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Barely, mm-hmm. Get, barely get I myself the door. Have, I myself down. have also passed out in a bar door. <laughs> <laughs> so in this game, it comes with an adventure book, just like it says in the title. So the adventure book opens up and when you open the book, that is the map. Which is so cool because you're not taking like individual tiles and having to set up boards or anything you Mm -hmm. flip the page your board is set it's awesome and it's really thick cardboard very nice made it's like a children's book yeah like the thick cardboard yeah that's that's and uh you have all these plastic molded characters Mm -hmm. which are a quality yeah i will say like they are not high yeah they're not high quality i guess they look fine for the price point for sure yeah uh you could definitely tell who the characters are and they're all different colors like Um, uh they're vibrantly different colors so and if you look at the base closely they say the name of the character on the base yeah, so it's it's super easy to play. The rules are, are pretty basic. Everybody has a hand of cards that they play from. Mm-hmm. And it's really just like you're using these cards for, for different things. Yeah, you can use them for movement. You can use them for usually accomplishing a series of quests every right. page. Yep. And that's that's there. So there's a base set of rules that come with the game that give you a broad overview of the rules. And then when you open the page, each page has specific rules that you have to follow and specific goals you need for that page. And right. they're all written out right there on the pages. Super easy. So 
when I <laughs> this was so funny. It was kind of confusing, right? Yeah. yeah. So this was really we confused fun. ourselves. So I would like read the rules the day before, and then I'm like reading them again to try to get the game. I'm I'm so frustrated with this game because I just can't wrap my hand around it. And I was like a little grumpy. It's not like they were super complicated. I was just mm-hmm. being a baby, and so <laughs> I, I'm just like, forget it. We're never playing this game. And Mark's like, I'll take a look at the rules. So Mark takes a look at the rules and me uh, noted rules boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just figures it out right away. He's like, let's just play through it, which is always the answer mm-hmm. honestly like if you're confused about a rule play through it and you could usually figure it out so mm-hmm. that's mark's suggestion it worked out we we figured the game out yeah by halfway through the first page all of it made a hundred percent so much sense the but setup was so wonky though everything have like the base setup in the rule book yeah but then you have this like secondary setup on every page and it, nowhere in the rule book does it make it clear it doesn't that reference it at all. right you're just like oh i've got this other set of rules though once you get over that little yeah. hurdle then it's like oh it all like yeah. light bulb above your head and all mm-hmm. comes comes to it's not anything different than the movie you're literally playing the movie yeah every quest is just a story point in the movie like and a it's plot awesome point. it's awesome i mean especially if you're a fan of the princess bride oh, man like... the entire game dan and i are sitting here just <laughs> quoting yeah, it's great bride. so this was my favorite this is my favorite part about it mark had seen the princess bride one time one like time a million in, years in my ago. life yeah yeah so dave and i like, can quote the whole movie yeah basically. we watch it all the time so uh not all the time we're not sitting around watching princess bride but we've seen it you don't know me ton, uh, <laughs> It's 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 on Disney Plus. It's true. He was streaming it on his phone as we were driving over. <laughs> so we we watched it a lot, and it's that's a very quotable movie. So we were quoting the and every time a scene happened, and Mark's just like, "Yeah, okay, guys." Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Dan and I were just laughing and doing voices. Yeah, because like it references so much, and mm-hmm. so much of the game referenced the movie, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's. It's a movie well, game. And then there's this whole deck of special power cards, which we didn't use very many of. You don't get very many of them. You don't get them. a ton of them. And they're not game-breaking in any way. No. Uh, they'll make let you move a little more mm-hmm. or add a wild card or something like that. Yeah. But it's not anything game-breaking. But every card of those has like a quote from mm-hmm. the movie on it and like a little uh, picture from the movie. And all the quests oftentimes yep. have a little quote or like it's if you like this movie, oh, yeah. this is this game. cannot get more thematic to and this, this movie. And this is... I mean, board game wise, it's pretty cheap. It was like uh, $24 or something okay. like yeah. that yeah. from Target. That's where I got it. I think it was a Target exclusive or something. What a weird Target exclusive. I know. It's kind of like, uh, wasn't what, that? Fog of Love was a was Walmart, Walmart exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. So weird. I was going to say, wasn't that Gloomhaven like a. Uh, oh, yeah. Jaws wasn't that of the like Lion? A, that was a Target that exclusive. That was a Target exclusive first. too, right? Yeah. That's the so, new hotness is these big corporations getting in. I know. Well, listen, I'm all for it. I'm all yeah. for it. Like the more v- board games I can get out there, and not me, I'm not doing anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> the board, ga- board games I can get my I, hands on. I called yeah. Mr. Target and I said, you know what you should do, Mr. Target? Was he like, game. no, please. <laughs> my name's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> my, my father was Mr. Target. Bruce Target? <laughs> yeah. His name is Senor Bruce. So that was, a, that was a very funny joke I heard uh, during our little hiatus was a guy on a podcast was describing grabbing a can of Bruce yams <laughs> uh, while he was getting ready for thanksgiving and telling his wife no my name's bruce mr yams was my father oh, so dumb <laughs> and i just laughed so hard you like that huh? oh yeah i did it immediately <laughs> i didn't tell jackie about the joke i just grabbed a can of bruce yams and she thought it was the cleverest dude of all time uh, <laughs> you did you tell her joke? did you tell her you stole i did it? tell oh, her oh yeah. boo you yeah. should have yeah. just kept that yeah, up because that doesn't come around every day i know, I know. <laughs> so, <me> bruce. <laughs> so in the princess bride the way this game is supposed to be played right uh-huh. Is if you fail a mission, you're supposed to start it all over again. Like the whole book. And like there's the, what, the whole book. There's like seven missions? Yeah, something like that. 
We didn't do that. We just played through it until we got it. Because, I mean... Because we, we wanted to see the I end. I wanted to see the end. I don't need to start over. Yeah, and I yeah. know how these missions go. Grinding so, and, is always the worst part of any game. Yeah, and also, you own the game. Play it how you yeah. want. The little house rule never hurt anybody. Never hurt a soul. Hurt my feelings yeah. <laughs> It made me feel like a dum-dum. It made me feel stupid, <laughs> but other than that... The game is really well made. It's super easy to play once you figure it out. Super easy to play. All the components are are pretty good. The the cards fine. The book itself is fine. The sculpts on the minis is just okay. It's yeah, not mm. high quality. Prince Humperdinck looks a little melted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of them was like had a real harsh forward lean to him. <laughs> so like standing back up. Yeah. But everything in the game is just well made. Like, yeah. it, it all works very well. Mm-hmm. It's not an amazing game. It didn't blow my socks no, off. No, and I will say, like, so we finished this game, and then, as we usually do when we finish a game, we have a little conversation mm-hmm. about it. When we finished the game, I said, I really enjoyed that, and I don't care to ever play it yeah. again. I think the only time I'll ever play this game again is if I play it with my daughter mm-hmm. and my wife. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. there's no reason for three of us to sit around and no. play it again. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me in that yeah. sense almost of um, Time... What was it called? Time Stories? Yes, Time Stories. Yeah. yeah. And actually, from a price point perspective, it's about the same. So Time Stories is one of those games where uh, you can buy a little module. It's just usually a deck of cards. And you play through a scenario. But once you've like, solved the puzzles then that's it. Like, you, you know the solution. You solutions. know the story. Yeah, so you know the story. You know how to solve it. There's no replay value because you know the solutions. I think those retail for 20 bucks a piece, yeah. and we've always found them to be perfectly fair for that price. For sure. Yeah. You think about it, it's like 24 bucks. Well, three of us sat around, and it took us probably two and a half, three hours sure. to, yeah. to get through the entire story. Longer than story. the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it did take us longer <laughs> than the movie to play this game. Uh, but so you basically had three guys who played that game for a total of nine hours like mm-hmm. that's pretty solid for 24 bucks that's a great I'm fine deal. with it yep sometimes i buy a game and i play it and i'm like oh man i, I wish i wouldn't have bought this game mm. but this like even though i know i'll never play this game again i'm totally fine with it i think that if you have kids you would probably replay this game for the same reason kids love listening to the same song 12 sure, times sure. in a row or yeah. watch the same movie and, it and i think yeah. i think like if you have kids now right and we recently watched this movie with my daughter she had never seen it and she loved it mm-hmm. and because it's like she has good taste she has good taste she's smart <laughs> uh so this movie obviously like really whimsical like it yeah. has everything it has action it has romance so it's clean it, yeah it's clean mm-hmm. it, it's just a great movie so if your kids like the movie like watch it one night then the next night play the board game you're reenacting the movie it's like it's a great idea and you don't have to play the whole thing in a row like absolutely you not. could you could easily have it be a week thing like mm-hmm. hey let's have dinner tonight and then play one page one scenario yep and absolutely. then you know this week we're gonna play this book also perfect covid activity right now for sure and yeah. the, and like the setup and everything is so minimal because it's just a book you just pull it out open it up set the cards out and you're ready to go mm-hmm. yep. it's so fast yeah any of those any of those games that have that book now it's such a smart so like, good. way of doing well, that's business a, a jaws of the lion the yeah maybe jaws of the lion because that's my biggest complaint about Gloomhaven, it's such a bear to set up, mm-hmm. and the uh, Jaws of the Lion resolves some of that mm-hmm. with with the book. You still have the cards and everything, but like having that book is such a huge thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's a great idea. I that's what they should do exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Take my advice. So that is uh, Princess Bride, the adventure book game. Mark, tell me about it. Oh, tell me about it. Published in 2020 <laughs> by our good friends at Ravenburger. Two hey, what games back to back. Back to back. If you guys want to hear more about Ravenburger games, uh, check the last segment where we talked about Jaws. <laughs> Rewind the podcast 10 minutes. Mark, that was the best throwback to an episode you've ever <laughs> thanks, done. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. 
I ad libbed that. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. That was better than that can bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it usually is. Well, that was stolen. Yeah. Uh, for real, though, if you're interested in hearing more about Ravensburger games, check out uh, episode 11, Shapes Are Hard, where we talked about the quest for El Dorado. Yowzer, 11. Yeah, way back in the day. That's that, 30 that's, years ago. I was going to say. Episode the, 11. Maybe don't check out episode 11. I think, I think episode 10 is where the bad times end. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. After having like listened through the bulk of our back catalog. Do you think that the bad times ended after 10 and then it was like teenage years where we were trying to find ourselves? Yeah, we did a lot of experimenting. <laughs> and then like episode 20, we're like, oh, okay. This is I, how you make a podcast. And now at episode 41, <laughs> just crepitus of the knees. <laughs> yeah, episode 41 where we just stop caring like if it's good or not. Yeah. So yeah. Who this, cares? Listen, this is the way. I, I'm like a divorced dad. I am the way I am. I never, you don't. I'm never going to change. <laughs> it was designed by Ryan Miller who helped out uh, Betrayal Legacy. Okay. Yeah. I haven't uh, played that. He uh, did the, I believe, the co-design with I would play Betrayal Rob Legacy. Davio. Who did Pandemic. Did pandemic legacy. Look at me. Pay attention Ooh, to your talking, Mark. man. You fool. You should be mm. filling your head with more important information. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know how. <laughs> and the art I'm, was done I'm by Lucas Torquato. Oh, yeah. Lucas Torquato. That's definitely right. I like Lucas Torquato. He designed Evian and he got assistance from Medusa Doll. Do- oh, sorry. Medusa Dollhouse. Uh, he got Medusa assistance Dumphouse? from Medusa Dollmaker. <laughs> oh, well, that's totally <laughs> Wait, different. Wait, that's the, her name? Yeah, that's her uh, Is business that her name. stage name? Or whatever. Art, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming she's like Medusa that's, Dollhouse. That's her alter ego. Wait, what is? That's what I said. What? Medusa Dollmaker. Dollmaker. And if, she did the art for High Society. If I don't you know just that start a business, can you have a business name? Like we should have done business. Names? We should have done. Then we could have cool names. Not Dan, Dave, and Mark. What would your business name be? I don't know. Mine would have been Doctor Shrimp Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> A thing you're allergic to and a thing you are not. <laughs> and I've ne- and a place I've never been. Oh, I've been to Puerto Rico. It's very funny. <laughs> That's what mine would be. Can we yeah. start the over the whole podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode one. <laughs> episode episode one, one. I'm your of host, the co-op cast. I'm your host, Dr. Shrimp Puerto Rico. <laughs> With me as always. <laughs> <laughs> the esteemed Toblerone Mabuto. <laughs> oh my gosh. Such a good joke. I love it. Uh, yeah. I am Laboombe Pope Thrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she does like really interesting art. That's what I have to say about Medusa. So she did the art or she assisted? That, well, it was her and this other guy, Lucas. Oh. And they, they together, please. with their powers combined. Lucas, what is that, your real name? Uh, of, they, of Oil Stadium's fame? <laughs> yep. How'd you know? Well, I did a sports <laughs> joke. You made a Gen Con joke. Yeah, I made yeah. a Gen Con joke. We all know that I <laughs> yeah. ultimately made please. a Gen Con joke. <laughs> please, if we would have, hadn't have played board games on the floor of I never Lucas Oil Stadium. I never would have known it existed. Give, yeah. give me one. Uh, Mark, write down credit for Dave doing a, uh, a sports, sports joke. joke. All right. Yes. <laughs> One third point to Dave. Harper. Okay, he's logged. So let's rank. Dave, you hear that, buddy? Only ninety-seven more points, okay. and you can get the uh, you can get the extra special badge we got for you. I'm You're so proud. Level one sports fan. I'm gonna have to buy a sash. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. We start giving each other yeah. patches. <laughs> Dave, you get 97 more points, I'll give you a personalized cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Why'd you sign it on the inside? It's bumpy. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much glitter on this. It's very good. Uh, the Prince's Bright Adventure book game. Let's uh, rank this 1 to 10, not using the number 7. Dave, how many buttercups would you give Princess Bright Adventure book game? As you wish, Dan. 
I would give this good. Mark's face was so cringy right there, and I loved it. I, I didn't mean to be it. cringy. I <laughs> get it's it from the movie, Mark. Yeah, I get it. Do you? Yeah. I don't know if he does. It's all. It's, there's not kissing in this podcast, <laughs> is there? Was this a kissing podcast? <laughs> uh, uh, this game gets a solid eight bakwas <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed playing this game, despite the fact that I have no intention to play it again. Yeah, and it's such it's, a unique situation. I know because I feel like I have to explain it. Yeah, because that's not normal to say, but like that is how this game functions. Yeah. It is an it is an experience that is very enjoyable, and then the experience is over, and you look back fondly, but you don't want to re-experience it. Right, mm-hmm. like childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about no. that. No, None of three us. dudes podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not going to tackle that. One. We all kind of just looked at each other, like, like one of us was going to admit something right now. <laughs> Uh, Dan, Princess Bride Adventure Book Game, 1 to 10, not using the number 7. How many, uh, what did I say? Buttercups? How many buttercups would you give this game? How many (laughs) bakwas? I will be giving this an 8 as well. I'm in the same boat. I had such a good time playing this, and it's so fun quoting it and thinking about the movie while you're playing it. We laughed so hard. So, so good. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't need to play it. I just don't need to play it again. But I love that I did. But I had such a good time playing it. Uh, so give me a Mark. Nice. Princess Bride Adventure Game, one to seven. Oh no, one to ten. You can <laughs> one use to ten. You can use more than seven. One to ten, not using seven. How many buttercups would you give this game? Hmm. Uh oh. So actually this is kind of good because we have two people who love yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah. You could give me just about anything and, from the Princess oh, yeah. Bride. Well, oh. and so much of the enjoyment of that game for me, and I assume you as well, was us laughing and quoting that game. Sure. Yeah. If this was like a generic game, I wouldn't have given it such a high score yeah, because generic I, adventure game. Yeah. I mean it would have been fine. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing. I'm I'm like way less married to this IP than I think you gentlemen are. Very which is fine. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell from playing the game with you. And yeah, there's a lot constant of, straight face. There's a lot of blank stares. Yeah, a lot but, of us make a joke that goes right over Mark's Yeah, head. I was like, cool, I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> man, this is a perfect seven for me, but we don't do sevens because we're men of integrity and we're not well, cowards. Well, well, I mean, I won't pick a we seven. We just don't use seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just don't use seven. <laughs> I'm going to give this game... A pretty strong six. Oh, a strong. I'm like, six. I'm like, like this justifying close? it. Like Dave and I are about to attack you. I, well, I'm used to. Is it because he saw me drawing this knife? Should I put it away? <laughs> really, we should put that thing away, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I would as soon destroy you as a stained glass window. <laughs> See what I mean? That's I, a quote from I, the movie. I, sure, sure. Mark's yeah. like, what an odd thing to say to me. Right? <laughs> I think he's threatening me. I don't know. Um, it's like real close to being being an eight. I like how every scenario plays different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the art on the board is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Portraits and the character, like all very easy to understand. There's just not enough there to like get me to an eight. Sure. If this was a, I don't know what, some terrible movie that you like. Uh, yeah, all of Doom. Them. Is yeah. it Doom with yeah. the yeah. Rock? Yeah. Here's the deal. Doom adventure If this was the Doom adventure game, and one of us was the Rock, and the other one was another person, it was like you, had, you had the Rock the people. Well, as a squad, you had okay. the Rock. You had Goat. You had this Carl is Urban. Trashiest take. So stupid. You had uh, what's her name from uh, Gone Girl? Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, no I've also never seen Roseman Pike. If you had all those four characters and you could play through the entirety of the adventure of Doom, the the movie, movie, yeah, not the not the game, not the 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 movie, award winning game. No, we're not talking about that. The award, the Razzie award winning movie. It's like the terrible movie. Yeah, and like at the very last Mm -hmm. page, you had to fight the Rock because he turns into a cyber demon. Yeah, 
obviously. Spoilers. Spoilers. But that's fine. <laughs> Something tells me if you were going to see Doom, you would have you done it, by, it now. by now. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I would have given this game like a nine, honestly. But I so, feel like I know that you're making a joke now, but I think that's true. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like I think he would have yeah. given a nine. Yeah, I like would've. that. That's just uh, it's just so funny that me is, has become synonymous with Doom, the yeah, movie, when, the yeah. film. <laughs> I never used to think that you had really bad taste. And, like until we started doing this podcast. Yeah. I don't know when it was. That's what I'm trying to think. I, was it Doom? Like I was think, that the tipping point? So I think <laughs> the seed was planted when I recommended American Gods. That to was you. that mm. was I thought to myself, maybe he just got one wrong. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the beginning of the, American that Gods is pretty good. Is good. Like listen, if you love Neil Gaiman and, you, and American Gods is your jam, like yeah. there's nothing against like, you. Please like, don't come for me. Yeah, Gabe, I just Neil didn't enjoy it. it yeah. It's fine. But not, not uh, for me. Yeah, Mark recommended the book to me, and I don't read books because I'm like I live because in, we live in a world that books get read to us. I live in mm-hmm. the future. <laughs> it's like when you were a child and you had parents, except now I just give a machine a yeah. few dollars. Yeah, I skipped the whole step where I was supposed to read to myself. So it was fu- it was so funny. So like I just came to you at work and I was like, hey, yeah. I'm reading this book called American Gods right now. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Two days later, I came back and I was like. Hey, remember when I like recommended American <laughs> Gods? Don't get it. It's actually yeah. pretty bad. It was and you're too like, late at that point. Yeah, you're like, I already got it. And I was but like, listen, Ooh. I'm just pitching companies now, but okay. I use Audible. <laughs> this is the shill episode. <laughs> like, this is the third thing I've this said. Is, yeah, it's well, pretty I, incredible. Some of it might not make it in. So, all right, good. Well, well I, just know that Dan has been nonstop selling us things since we <laughs> since we walked in. Product shilling. Yeah. Anyway, I use Audible, and they give you like you can return a book for any reason you want, and that was like. A good thing because I would if I had to pay for that book that I was never gonna finish, just like mm-hmm. other stuff I don't finish. <laughs> <laughs> like this sentence. Yeah. That I'm not just gonna finish like sentence. My taxes. This, yeah, like all the stuff I'm not gonna this finish. Stuff that doesn't matter. Being yeah. a good human being. Uh, anyway, that's the principle. I don't even know how we got on. Oh, because because of my notoriously bad taste. So Mark gives it a six. Yeah, give me a, a strong six. six. He said strong but six doesn't change it was the six. If it was doom. Yeah, 12. Nine. <laughs> That's not your favorite if it was do- movie. Well, hold on. If it was Doom, I'd give it a 6.66. Oh, boy. Oh. What's your, like, favorite movie, though? <laughs> My favorite movie? Is yeah. it Doom? I mean, I have so many. It can't. The, the definition of I favorite. I mean, if you were asking that question right now, I would say... <laughs> Probably, the Phantom I just watch, I just rewatched Ghostbusters and oh okay I mean, I mean that's classic I, I love that movie or do you mean so the much. new one oh, do you do mean you the mean new one, the new one? <laughs> listen I'm not I'm not getting involved in this debate but yeah. the new one wasn't bad but no. it certainly was not it, the original not, Ghostbusters it's not the original is Ghostbusters two your favorite Ghostbusters movie no no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no no I love the first one that second one maybe take a pass it's fine there's a couple good scenes I like the part where the toaster jumps that's the great slime makes everyone angry yeah and there's that whole scene in the subway tunnel where everyone gets scared that would terrify Dave he couldn't watch that he's watched it. I, it's 80s movies yeah what's that mean you still they're scared. not scary no you should like, watch critters no yeah. that seems scary it's not though. <laughs> it's not scary <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, the last game we played this week, if you're sensing a theme, last uh-huh. game we played this week, Back to the Future, Back in Time. I don't know why they had to add Back in Time. We talked you said about it wrong. A little bit. It's uh, back, it? back, back in, the future. to the Future, colon, oh, oh, Back in Time. <laughs> I did say it wrong. He loves colon. <laughs> sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to the Future, colon, Back in Time. I don't know. The Back in Time part is a little, I don't know why. A little redundant. Because they went back. We did talk about this a little bit because they went back and not to the future. Because well, they could make another game that's like Back to the Future, colon, back forward to, in time. They should, get, they should name it Back to the Future, colon, Back to the Future. 
Because you're going to the future. I, I get it. I hate it. Do you get it? I get it. Do. I hate and it. And then the third one, back to the future, back to the past again. Yeah. <laughs> again, make sure you put again in there because you don't want to confuse it uh-huh. for the first one. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so back to the future, it is, it is dumb. It is. <laughs> uh, back to the future. This is a co-op, another co-op. If you have not seen Back to the Future, you're not going to understand most of what we're about to say. <laughs> yeah. So in Back to the Future, you are in the 1950s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Marty goes back to the past. The past. Right. Yeah. And, and then later, he, Back to the Future. Back to the, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Trying to get back to the future. Yeah. So in this game, unlike the Princess Bride, you actually have a character. Mm-hmm. So you, you can, can be uh, you can Einstein, Einstein the dog. The dog. Uh, weird that you started with the dog. He's the best one. <laughs> he's the best one. <laughs> he's the best one. <laughs> I love Einstein. Yeah. He uh, can okay. make Biff move. Like, he he's makes, the best power. <laughs> <laughs> is a huge deal in this. Yeah. So Einstein, uh, Marty, the Doc, Doc Brown, Doc Brown. Uh, the girlfriend's mm-hmm. name. Yep, the girlfriend. Jan. <laughs> Jennifer? Jennifer. Is, is it Jennifer? Okay. <laughs> could be. I'm it not, certainly could be. I'm not 100% on that. Jennifer Parker. Jennifer okay. Parker. Played by the incomparable Claudia Wells. In the first one and the second one, she's played by Elizabeth Shue, really? my dream girl. Mm. Love oh. Elizabeth Shue. So I have, su- to this day, such a crush on Elizabeth Shue, and my wife thinks it's so strange current like modern day elizabeth no no no, no. From 1980s, 1980s elizabeth Shue. Shue. she still looks nice today she's in her like 50s but she looks very nice today but 80s elizabeth Shue. i like that <laughs> it's the mouth clicks that really took that over yeah. the edge well if you because you guys aren't here i was also giving him the okay signal yeah i was so happy about it <laughs> elizabeth Shue. 1980s. i mean what was the uh phoebe cates that was i think my my 1980s crush. getting out of the pool Oh, uh, her? I mean, yeah, but also from Gremlins and stuff, you know. Sure, get out of the pool. I, I, was, I didn't I see it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High until I, I was mm. a lot older. I was solid. <laughs> Alyssa Milano was was still oh, where I was okay. in the eighties. Gotcha. It's fine. They're all good choices. I mean, so I was it, also. I had a huge crush on Arnold Schwarzenegger too. Mm, those muscles. Yeah, he's a big boy. Do you want anyone know- who can punch a camel? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know my first recollection of a crush that I ever had? Okay. The, yeah, from the movie Twins. Oh, Arnold Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Uh, from the movie Twins, Arnold Schwarzenegger's girlfriend in that movie, whoever that actress is, that was like my first recollection of like, whoa, what's my body is like getting warm. I just, like, ha- I just had a similar conversation about this happening? the other day. My cheeks are flushed. Yeah, mine, I was like, was, uh, mine was the doctor from Judge Dredd, the Sylvester Stallone movie. No, I don't it know. It was Rico's uh, girlfriend. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, trust me. I don't know her name either. But but that's my first time where I was just like, uh-oh. Anyway, back to the future, back in time. So. <laughs> Jennifer. Did, Jennifer, Jennifer Parker. Parker is yep. oh my god Einstein Marty McFly Doc Brown Jennifer Parker are your your four four options, options that you can be as characters your they PCs all, they they all have individual powers mm-hmm. um, different no, dice very, pools different dice pools they have very small differences in the power like they all have a very small power some it's of them about, very useful it's a lot about moving stuff or going to something yeah, yeah. Einstein's power can move Biff which is very important. useful very useful very important some of the other powers Biff being the antagonist by the way yeah if you haven't seen the movie Biff is a bad dude mm-hmm. yeah he uh he's always bullying uh marty's dad george well, in the mo- george mcfly and of course they're back in time at this point and so marty is as has to make sure that his at this point teenage mom and dad on prom night fall in love yep so mm-hmm. in this game to win this game to get back to the future if you will mm-hmm. you have to make sure sh- one you have to make sure that your parents fall in love mm-hmm. two you have to gather all the components to the delorean 
And then build it. And then build it. And then three, you actually have to get the DeLorean to the clock tower. All by, those by midnight. By midnight. All those three things have to happen. Otherwise, then, it turns into a pumpkin, right? It turns into <laughs> yep. a pumpkin, and then you lose a glass slipper? Mm-hmm. Or, or you the gain Godmother. a glass slipper. Yeah. <laughs> so all those things have to happen for you to win. If a million other things happen, you lose this game, which we know all about. <laughs> we got so we, close. We played this game three times in a row. In a yeah. row. Which actually says something, because yeah. to finish a game, to lose the game yeah and then immediately go that was fun let's try let's that again. again let's go again yeah and then we lost the second time when we we're like guys we did like we did better we did a lot better let's play this game again we got it this time we didn't get it we didn't we but we lost literally yeah. on the last possible second because of a die roll by a yep. die roll thanks yeah. but it came it came down to it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was tough, man. Anyway, so we're over three. Yeah, game. we're over three, but awesome game. The map itself is a board of the town, mm-hmm. and they're, it's broken down into different spaces. There are only like six or seven spaces. They're not a ton Yeah, there's of not that many quadrants. There's like a one giant center space, and then mm-hmm. pretty much a bunch around it, or two so, center mm-hmm. spaces, I yep. think. So everybody has their own player board with mm-hmm. their character's uh, portrait on it, and then it has these uh, little cardboard tokens. Not, not even tokens, but like little tiles mm-hmm. that you put... And you have uh, these tiles are your actions. So each tile has a picture of a different dice on it. And those dice are what you're going to use to do all the actions in the game. And there's different pools and colors of dice, green and blue and, and orange and pink. And, and pink. And these dice are going to do different things. Like uh, they all have two wilds on them. So you can always succeed if even if it's not what you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. some of the things mm-hmm. you're trying to get them to fall in love. So the pink dice are great for love. But they also have wilds, so you can use that to fight Biff if you want uh, because of the wilds. But anytime a picture of Biff comes up, every dice has pictures of Biff, two, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime that happens, Biff moves towards one of your parents. And if they're in the same space with one of your parents, your quote-unquote love tracker moves down. Yeah. And that is bad. He bullies their hearts. He bullies their hearts right into the ground. Yeah. So an, a cool component to this game is if you've seen the movie— Marty's constantly checking this family photo he has. Yeah. And they're slowly disappearing as he is jacking up the past. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the same thing in this game. There's a board with six tiles on it of your family. And as you inevitably fail at this game, (laughs) you start flipping these tiles over so they disappear. Anytime the love meter is below ideal love setting... Uh, and you get on a certain space, you have to check the love meter. If it's not to where you need it to be, you flip that tile over. If all those, if the picture disappears, I mean, you die. Yeah, yeah. which well, it's one of the lose conditions. But that yeah. was so neat to watch, though, like yeah. as the pictures kept fading out. Well, yeah. it's a bad feeling, too. Cause there's, there's no coming back from those picture flips. No, there's no way there's to flip no them back, no over. <laughs> back over. You just need one part of the picture to still still be visible at the end of the game, and you and you can win. Maybe. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's never happened. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's like to win this game. Yeah. And, like, uh, co-op should be tough. For sure. Like, you should not win every time you play a co-op. Uh, by their very nature, they should be tough because the win should be very satisfying as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and it would have been satisfying I'm if we sure pulled it, it off. Like, I bet it would have. <laughs> yeah. I bet it would have been <laughs> really nice really to nice. win this game. Yeah. And there is a lot to do on this board. So not only uh, are you moving your parents around trying to keep Biff away from him, fighting Biff, mm-hmm. but there's also uh, scenes from the movie that are cards that you can go do and you get upgrades. Essentially, you're getting more tiles to put on your board to give mm-hmm. you more actions or more a, a larger dice pool. Yeah, or uh, you get special items too. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. You get special yep. items. You can get the cassette player. The you hoverboard. Can get the, the... Not the hoverboard, because this is the past, Dave. We're in the past. The skateboard. The, the skateboard, skateboard, which he invents in the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good thing. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of that. It's it's absolutely using your limited actions to try to succeed in this. Yeah, to try to keep all of the moving pieces moving while also not letting Biff make you lose. Right, yeah. and this was like, so the first game we played, I mean, we had some sort of strategy, but it's mostly like everybody was off doing their own thing. That's a terrible strategy. Yeah, mm-hmm. turns out. Yeah, we lost <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. yeah, And then we're like, all right, we got to figure this out. Like, we, we got to keep Biff away from the second time we played. More successful than the first, but still not successful. Yeah, mm. and not as resounding of a loss, but still a but resounding still not good. loss. Then the yeah. third game is when we real we got in our heads. We need to k- take control of Biff. Yeah. Essentially, Biff needs to never be with either of the parents. Absolutely, yeah. because if Biff is in a section with your parents and you're rolling dice on something different, if you get Biff faces, he's lowering the love. Mm-hmm. And that is like, and it's hard oh, to get to go up. Yeah, it's yeah. such a rough thing. It's such a fun game. Yeah. It just works yeah. so it's well. Shockingly fun. Yeah. So I bought this game because of this episode that we're doing right now. This is why I bought this game because we're trying to fill out our 80s board games. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, the Back to the Future board game. I'll get that. It seems like a game. Yeah. And also, <laughs> just to be clear, if you are thinking to yourself right now, Huh? Didn't Jaws come out in the seventies? Seventy-eight. Well, Jaws three D came out in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. and it counts. Yeah, and it counts. Also, Jaws two. So just deal with it. <laughs> we tried to make it work. Yeah. Listen, you, sometimes did, you got to squint. Okay. We did have look a the Top, top Gun, Gun board game is yeah, two player, and there's three of us, and it's just it didn't happen. It will someday. Uh, so I got this game. I had like no expectations because it's an ip game so you got a little bit of ip stink on it uh, yeah. yeah a lot of times yeah. i'm not enjoying the ip games just saying not a lot of effort just put manage into these expectations sometimes. right well, it's up there with ip video games they yeah, tend to absolutely. not be that great but this game like blew us i think it blew us all away i was, was really shocked absolutely. It was. so much better than i expected yeah. it to be all the components are pretty good the nah, the, the, the sculpts the, again are yeah, terrible the standees are not Quality. Yeah, uh, so they got that smooth criminal lean. Yeah, couple of them. Yeah. Uh, again, though, they were different colors, so they were easy to tell apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, the sculpts, not so hot. That was like the biggest thing. But the tiles are really nice. The player boards are just a flat, Thin, thicker than pa- it's paper. It's like cardstock. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. But they weren't great. They had a little fold to them. The dice are nice. They're all um, specialized dice. Mm-hmm. They have special fonts on them. And comes all. with a dice tower. Comes with a dice don't tower. Don't recommend don't using it. It, it only rolls biffs in our experience. It only rolls biffs. <laughs> and I don't understand how because we rolled seven or eight biffs in a row. I did that specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it was and pretty we incredible. Just, we decided maybe the dice tower shouldn't be used. And then yeah. after that, we did significantly better. <laughs> Moved it right off the board and we almost won. We yeah. still didn't win, but we <laughs> almost won. I, if there's one big knock to this game, I will give it. It is so much of this game is have the best plan you want, then roll a giant handful of dice and see what happens. And so Mm -hmm. if you are consistently rolling poor, you're just going to lose. Yeah, I literally... There's not enough mitigation to do anything about that. Again, you can get some mitigation, but like if you're rolling a ton of dice, you can only use it so many times. Once you use an item, you flip it over on your board. Well, and on top of that, if you're rolling super poorly, you can't get any of the items (laughs) to get the mitigation in the first place. Yeah, I rolled like seven straight biffs on one turn. On the first turn of the game when we played. I just buried us. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> was, the note coming back from that. <laughs> it was incredible. My, I'd never seen anything like it. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I that was guess. A, that was Hubbard style rolling. It, it really was. was. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's really just a fun game. I had yeah. a good time. I'm actually, I would play this many more. Unlike The Princess Bride, I would play this game many more times. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't fun. put them in the same category as games. No, no. They're different. The only thing they have going together is like their movie games and their cooperative. But other than mm-hmm. that, like, they couldn't be more different. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Mark, do you have information about? You know I do. Back to the Future. I always got information Cologne, about the Future. Cologne. Back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game was published in 2020 by oh. Funko Games. So that's like their thing, right? They're coming up. So they made the Funko Pops game, which uh-huh. I haven't played, but I hear they're fine. Yep. Is this like an upcoming company you think yeah well it's funny because they have I mean, a bunch of funko is a very yeah, big Fun- funko is a big company but i mean in the gaming world yeah let's see here uh the other game that they've published that was pretty notable was pan am which is about i the... hear that's such a good game yeah I'm a lot of people that. like pan am um let me see here i'm pulling up their list it's of about games. uh setting flight plans i think Oh wow! They Boy, have does a... that sound interesting? I know when I say it like that, it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, and it's really weird. I'm oh, not into marketing. There's like, <laughs> there's like this perfect like confluence of a low sidereal? cost board games. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a sidereal confluence. But instead of trading <laughs> Barrel Boys, you're trading uh, seventeen oh God, to twenty five dollar so board games. They they publish Pan Am, uh, Groundhog Day. What? Yeah, there's, there's a Groundhog there's Day. There's a Groundhog board Day game which is I it, just is saw. It out? Uh, yeah, you, you can add it to the cart right like... now. There's a Disney Haunted Mansion game. There's a Godzilla Tokyo Clash game that looks really cool. That's like the Godzilla games the, and Pan Am are their most expensive game other than the Funko ones. Huh. Those are like 35. So like they're making like these. There's a Yacht Rock game. That's fun. Um, there's like a real market right now for these like fairly inexpensive IP board games that are shockingly pretty good to play. Hmm. Design was done by Prospero Hall. Okay, hey, we've heard you, that name uh, many a time. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Prospero Hall, check out uh, the first segment of this podcast where we talked about Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> and they also designed the Donner Dinner Party, which we've played. Oh, that's right. We did play Donner Dinner Party. And then the art was done by George Bletsis, Les McLean, and Steve Scott. These are all professional illustrators, and this is their first game. Good it's for where them. your games Not just from. for weird toy, weird-eyed toys anymore. With no. the large-headed toys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's rate Back to the Future. I forgot. <laughs> Okay. Back to the Future colon. Let's rate Back to the Future colon back in time. One to ten, not using seven. Dan. Helpful Einsteins. How many Ooh. helpful Einsteins would you give Back to the Future colon back in time? One to seven. No. Gosh darn it. One to ten, not using seven. <laughs> I'm going to give this. Mm, Ooh, am I though? So torn. I got my finger I'm on the button. Torn. I had such a. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I had a boy. such a good time playing this game. I don't know if I'm giving it a nine because I'm so shocked by it. But it was genuinely a fun game. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed playing. So I think about games like Horrified, which is like, I consider Back to the Future like an entry-level kind of um, like co-op. co-op. Yeah, I, I put, put it, this in the same category as I put Horrified. It, yeah, I put it in the same category as Horrified. I did not like Horrified that much. Mm-hmm. And this I found so fun. And I like Horrified, the idea, like the monsters and everything. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was so much better. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nine. Nine out of ten. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Mark, back to future, colon, back in time. How many uh, useful Einsteins are you going to give this game? Mm. Not using the number seven, though. Yeah, I got to be right there with you, Dan. The amount of fun that I had playing this game, top tier, it's the price point is right where it needs to be. Um, yep. So, I mean, just the unexpected value of just having a really fun game for 20, what, 25 bucks? Yep. 
something like that. Give me a nine. Niner. It's crazy. It's cra- I wouldn't it have if so if crazy. I was looking at the cover and I would have been like, this is the way I'm going to give this game. I expected to rank this more game. than a six. Yeah, I expected to rank this game a six <clears throat> when even, we pulled it out. Even like yeah, like and looking at the back of the box and even reading the rules, I'm just like, all right, fine. But mm-hmm. but then I played it. I was like, oh wait, do I love this game? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Uh, Dave, Back to the Future, Back in Time, one out of ten, not using the number seven. How many useful Einsteins would you give this game? I will give this game an eight. Boo! Mm. Off the podcast. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You have three straight sweeps one week, and next thing you know, you got Mr. <laughs> Mr. Zero. I well, mean, he Mark rated in the last sweep. So. He rated Jaws four out of five. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. 90. He gave it a 90. I forget about that. Give it a 90%. I don't know. He's got bad takes now. (laughs) I really did enjoy playing this game, but I don't think that it was fun enough to be a 9 to me. But I had a blast. I'd play again. How dare you? That's it, I guess. All right. All right. I guess we're done. Mark's Mark's getting up. Mark's just leaving. (laughs) I had to get up and stretch my tiny little legs. I know. These chairs are so uncomfortable. Yeah. So let's shift gears that's mm-hmm. a popular term sure yeah, we've comes hit from, 88 uh, miles an hour comes from uh clock winding let's shift <laughs> yeah, gears sure does okay <laughs> so we did our um board games that we like to talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. now we're going to go on to our topic which is a topic that we talk about and it is uh written and produced by mark belial mm-hmm. yeah and dave and i are and also it is made in fun the... of by, yeah, by yeah. Dan and Dave. <laughs> so which uh, is which is the more uh honorable thing <laughs> I Isn't don't know that? about honorable. Yeah. I don't know about honorable, but I do know about easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I and have just a, like me, this segment for me is easy. <laughs> this is a real easy time for me. So this is Mark. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. But this yes. is the. <laughs> Glad I, I don't even have to correct you. Uh, this is the episode number two of Dungeons in December. Yeah, part two of Dungeons in December. So if you missed Dungeons in December part one, check just out episode, episode number forty. Mm-hmm. And Mark talked about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the history a little bit of the. Uh, Wizards of the Wizards Coast. Wizards of the Coast. How and they how ended up they... with them as a property, for sure. Yeah, and the Magic the Gathering was thrown in. Lots of good information in there. Yeah, I, I had a really fun time like learning about all that stuff. You did? Yeah, it was cool. I Nerd. also had a really fun time having Mark teach me about all that stuff. <laughs> That's what I would have. I, if I had to learn it myself, I would not have enjoyed it as no, much. But... No, but the way that I learned, fun. It's yeah, almost like an fine. audiobook. <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> so this is episode number two, Dungeons in December. Yeah, part two. I'm calling this segment... Have you ever rolled with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a, it's a wordy title. It is I, a wordy title. But like Mark's eyes while he said that, like flashing back and forth between I know, us. Like, <laughs> that's what really made it. He was really laying it on. And he's yeah, wearing a hat indoors, so he looks like a little shady about it. I know. I, I, I have so much today. hair right now, it almost looks like I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> It is big. We've, we're all in desperate need of a haircut here. I mean, not me. I'm yeah. fine. Dave, I like, Mr. I haven't had a haircut since the pandemic started. Yep. My favorite about Dave is like as we, so the studio we do the podcast in, it gets warm in here. And Dave gets, his top of his head gets sweaty. So when he pulls his hair out, it just stays wherever he like leaves it. So he just like pulls it and he's got these headphones on. It's so fun. It's very fun. It makes it's my a, whole day. It's a very fun thing. <laughs> Gentlemen. No, Mark, to answer your question. Yes. I have never rolled with the devil oh, in the, the pale, pale moonlight. moonlight. Yeah. Well, good news. You're going to tonight. Oh, yay. Yeah. We're night. We're tonight. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Boo. <laughs> tonight, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons and the Satanic Panic of oh, the 1980s. Yes. So I know of this, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not allowed to play D&D mm-hmm. because I had a very conservative upbringing mm-hmm. and my parents 
told me the story of some girl who killed herself at college. <laughs> and of course, it was their college that it Always? happened at. Always. Oh, yeah. Side note, Delaware University. University of Delaware. <laughs> oh, okay. The blue, go Blue Hens. Yeah. You can Google it. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was allowed to play. I wasn't. Uh, my parents didn't care what mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I, I told a story about almost choking to death in the back of my mom's car. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, if we're going to let him die, yeah. we might as well let him roll some dice. Might as well let him hang out with Satan. It's <laughs> <laughs> some hands-off parents. I like that. Well, I feel like I guess. killing yourself because your character died is actually a better story than, well, I was driving. <laughs> choked, <laughs> choked on a combo. Choked on a combo. <laughs> Listen to the end of this episode for a story about that. (laughs) I mean, I don't disagree with that. (laughs) Choking on a combo is not the ideal way to go out. Yikes. Yeah, for sure. I might stop and get some combos on my way home. (laughs) I eat them different now, so I'm safe. So for all of our listeners who may not be from North America, there was a huge satanic panic in the 1980s. I didn't even think about this, that mm-hmm. this was not a nation, or this a worldwide. not a worldwide thing. Yeah, this was exclusively a weird North American thing that happened. Was um, it, you think, the southern part of North America? It happened in Canada, too. There's oh. uh, several cases of like a satanic panic happening up Was it the up southern north? part of Canada? <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it was Saskatchewan, so you don't take I that I think take like, that if for you live in Canada, you live in the southern part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Nobody's living in unless, the northern unless part. you're like one of the indigenous peoples <laughs> yeah. of like the northern territory or whatever. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very cold up there. Panic up there. <laughs> so we're going to delve a little bit into the the background for why D and D was so affected by this satanic panic. For those of you who don't know, satanic panic was basically a period of time in which the devil was alive and real in North America. <laughs> to yeah. a select group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more than I remember a select this. group of people. It was very catching. Yeah. So we should mention, we are all alive in the 80s. Yes. But like... Children. Yeah, we were children. So I was born in uh, 1980. They mm-hmm. were born in 1986. So we were alive, but we weren't experiencing this... Uh, firsthand. No, like yeah. four-year-old me was not crying to play D&D in the 80s. I was crying for other reasons. Yeah. I was crying, on combos. I was crying. I was crying. <laughs> I'm not saying I wasn't crying. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so basically the satanic panic all started because of this huge confluence of occultism in America. A, yeah. lot, of, a lot of different things were going on in the, the 1980s. And I'm going to outline a few of those things here. For one example, like I said, uh, the rise of occultism, like occultic thought, and the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s. Really easy to get into a cult in the 80s. Yeah, super easy. Less so now, I think. Yeah, well, a lot of them, the best ones have either been busted or (laughs) Or or they're all dead. Or they're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) The real good ones. The ones you wanted to be a part of. Like if Mm -hmm. I wanted to join Heaven's Gate now, Now. it would be a very different scenario. It's It's got two members still. I know. Heaven's Gate? Mm-hmm. Yep. The yeah. guys that didn't go? Yep. They uh, are the guys Elbop. who stayed behind to maintain the website. This That's is a not real story. The web moderators? <laughs> yes. Side it's note. Hilarious. So my wife is actually like super fascinated by Colts, and one of our friends got her the official Heaven's Gate, like their teachings, not what was written about them, but yes. an actual their teaching. And let me tell you real fast, here's how you get that book. You have to request through the website, and then you'll talk to this guy, one of the two original members who Mm -hmm. still runs it, and then you must send an envelope of cash to a P.O. box, Hmm, Nice, and then it will arrive barely a week later. He's... (laughs) He's shockingly on top of it. Hey, man, if that's your legacy, you got to protect it. So these guys, 
So these guys like still believe. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Man. Despite everything. Yeah. Or are at least getting cash. <laughs> well, I'm going to add the Heaven's Gate website terrible, into the show notes. That's not a terrible scam. No, it's yeah. not a scam at all. ABS, man, always be scamming. That's true. It's not a scam because you no. are getting return for your cash. No, mm-hmm. my wife's been really enjoying reading it. And I think Uh-oh. she, and now she's asking for some Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. She came out in a tracksuit the other day. She's like, check out this tracksuit. Do you know of any comets coming around soon? Uh, good news. She's finally into Star Trek. So, <laughs> Wicca, you know, the mm-hmm. witch's religion. Uh, Wikipedia. Which Wicca. is an actual religion. <laughs> which yeah. is an actual religion. Yeah. Wicca became a lot more popular and more mainstream mm-hmm. and during this period of time. And sexual mores also loosened significantly. Mm. In the 80s? Uh, cocaine, 60s baby? and 70s. Oh, in the 60s. 60s a lot of, also cocaine. A lot, of stuff, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that happens in the 80s in regards to the satanic panic is directly tied to all of this loosening of morals in the 70s, 60s thanks, and 70s. Thanks a lot, 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even get to enjoy it. I only got to suffer the repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem fair at all. It's a real bummer. <laughs> right? So another very important part of the Satanic Panic was the founding of the Church of Satan yeah. in uh, California in the 1970s. Cool. Hard stuff. Oh, I had more. I thought that, I thought you had a question. No, was, no to I was going to say something pro Church of Satan, but well, I so don't is, particularly want it in the show. <laughs> yeah. I have a question about this, actually. Is okay. this the actual church who worships Satan, or is this the Satanic Temple, I think is what it's called, which is actually an atheist group that's just trying to fight for separation of church and state. There's so, a difference. There well, is a difference. Their Twitter Neither, is amazing. <laughs> here's what I'll funny. say. Neither one of these organizations believes in a literal Satan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Satanic Temple is the atheistic separation of church and state gotcha. group. Uh, the Church of Satan, founded by Anton LaVey. Okay, they're the more actual. Okay, he's now like, I'm with you. He's like about the ritual, yeah. but not about the devil. It's more the worship of the self. Mm. I'm not deserving of worship. I'm like, I know me. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay, but... I, sp- I try to spend, like, as little time with myself as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't worship me, and I don't <laughs> suggest anyone else does either. Yeah, if I can't worship myself, I'm certainly not going to try to get other people no. to do it. It's no, really it's weird, because there's a really interesting intersectionality between Church of Satan and Ayn Randian politics... That actually he does was, kind of make sense. He was though. a big fan of Ayn Rand. Yeah. And he hated altruism. <laughs> he thought it was like a waste of time, and is so it, did she. Is it because it doesn't exist? <laughs> Hot take, it doesn't exist. How much of this is going to make the show? <laughs> That's a good yeah. question. All right. So, yeah, he's basically Anton LaVey started the Church of Satan in the early 19, uh, sorry, in the early 1970s. And it was the first time that Americans had ever seen people openly worshiping the devil. Oh, no. In the United States. Or, Say it ain't so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee people worship the devil before that. Yeah, yeah, but, but not, never out in the open. But not in like your public park. Yeah, like could you imagine just be like a 1950s square and watching some dude all dressed in black with two buxom oh, uh, black-haired women walking into a weird church? I would join that covered church, in snakes. <laughs> Yeah, he he should do it like uh, kids in the '90s did, just smoking cigarettes and listening to Dashboard Confessional, <laughs> drinking coffee with a pentagram and yeah, candles. My clothes are all black, right? Your I parents have so bust, many chains. Your parents busted, and you just scream, "Hey, knock, mom!" <laughs> all of That's your the- all of your wallets are connected by chains. No, you would not have said mom. You would have said, "Karen, you need to knock." Yeah, you would have used her first name. Uh, no, thank you, Melissa. <laughs> The third major factor of the satanic panic was the rise of serial killers in the oh, 1970s. Oh, yay. Yeah. I mean, boo. <laughs> Again, a lot of crim stuff. <laughs> you had the Alphabet Killer, the Zodiac Killer, Ted Bundy, Son you know, of Sam, the Hillside our, Strangler. 
Did you see this is off topic? Oh, the Zodiac Killer about the Zodiac Cipher. Crazy. Yeah, man. Let's also, tell you, how long? Did, why did it take him so long? Don't we have supercomputers? Apparently, no. Apparently, the cipher was just bad. It was super inconsistent. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he like, just made a bad. Letter. Yeah, it was, that's why it was so hard to translate it because there the, weren't rules. <laughs> because the husband and wife uh, translated that first one in like a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just jacked up his own cipher. Yeah, he jacked up his own cipher, <laughs> and that's why it took so long. <laughs> Stupid idiots. It's never because they're smart. <laughs> Also, if you're the Zodiac killer, killer and listening, I take it all. Mark said all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I second that and live in California. Yeah. I'm a native to uh, southern yeah. Texas. Don't listen to any other episode where we openly talk about living in Delaware. <laughs> Reason number four on my list of reasons why this satanic panic happened uh, okay. was the discredited memoir, uh, The Satan Seller, was released. I don't know what that is. This was published by Mark War- Mike Warnke. Mark 19, Wahlberg. Yeah, Mike, Mark, Mark oh, Wahlberg. I had him all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's published in 1972. The Satan Seller describes his orphaning as a child and his subsequent introduce, introduction to Satanism in the book. Hmm. He describes working his way through the ranks of the Satanic Covenant until attaining the title of High Priest, uh-huh. where, he did, where he performed magic spells, sex rituals, demon summoning, kidnapping and ultimately an attempt on the on his life that called him to an evangelical lifestyle i'm okay with like two of those five. i'm so torn about this because like half of me says man what you're doing is terrible and the other half of me is like good job for getting promoted buddy yeah like you, you did a real good job <laughs> yes. working your way up the ranks like say what you want about his morals but he was like a hard worker yeah like, yeah i mean he was willing to put in the time and effort <laughs> I don't like that it's like high priest. I wish I had a cool title. I hate that like the KKK has like the Grand Dragon. Right, that's the mm-hmm. coolest. Kind of cool sounding. Yeah, but like it's, you don't want to be part of the you KKK. You don't want to be part of the KKK. Yeah. Stop Listen. stealing cool stuff, white supremacists. I know. <laughs> so the book became a mega selling phenomenon in Christian circles and propelled Warnke's career forward in a Christian. Con- oh wait, this guy's Christian. This guy's a Christian. Oh, he's like um, he's converted or conformed. Yeah, he or became an evangelical after leaving behind his satanic. No covenant. money in Church of Satan. I hear. No, of course not. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I feel like we're saying a lot of stuff that's offensive, but now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so immune to it. <laughs> it depends. How deep is our Church of Satan listenership? I'm not worried about Church. Hey, right in people. <laughs> Right, and if you're a member of the Church of Satan, we want to talk I feel like I've been overwhelmingly positive towards the Church of Satan <laughs> and what? less so towards the Church of God. Let me tell you that the friend of mine who got candy, that uh, Heaven's Gate book, yeah. card-carrying member of the Satanic Temple. Mm-hmm. It's all so much work for me. Lucius honestly. Greaves is the man who runs the Satanic Temple. I love temple. that name. Yeah, it's a good name. He's got a messed up eye, but he's a real funny troll. <laughs> Lucius <laughs> Greaves is a pretty cool name. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's controversial. That I don't. No, that's no, not no, like spot on take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <a> spot on take. <laughs> so anyway, this guy rides this book basically to a career as a Christian comic and a recording artist. Oh, Christian comic. Yeah, he basically uh, tells jokes for Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'll say about that? Alliterated. <laughs> I've been writing, for Jesus. I've been writing a lot of poetry lately. I've, I it's love all about the alliteration. I love alliteration, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. So 20 years later, evangelical news magazine Cornerstone launched an investigation into the claims made in the Satan Cellar and determined much of what Wernke had claimed was a complete lie. About? <laughs> about being in a satanic coven. <laughs> so all of he would lie about up? that? Yeah. Can you believe that? That he would lie to sell books? What? <laughs> doesn't make doesn't any seem, sense. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> no one has ever done that in the history of book writing. It doesn't check out. It doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you make an interesting story? <laughs> Just tell your real life story. <laughs> I'm sure it'll sell. And finally, the fifth major reason was the release of a book called Michelle Remembers. Anybody who's like done any studying about the satanic panic would point to the the release of this book being a huge 
moment in what basically kickstarted the entire panic. Michelle Remembers? Michelle Remembers. It was a stupid title. Released in 1980 by a Canadian psychologist Uh-oh. named Warrens. Warrens? Nope, With sorry. a W? <laughs> named Lawrence Pazder oh. and his patient and future wife, Michelle Smith. Patient. Oh. If there's you, one thing nope. that I know is excellent, <laughs> it is when you're a psychi- <laughs> psychiatrist of some sort and yep. then you marry a patient. You know who it worked out for, though? That lovely lady who married the Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's very true. I yeah. thought you were saying patient like she is a patient individual. To oh, deal no, with him. No, she he No, she needed some sort of yeah, help, he was and he was he her psychiatrist and then married yeah, and then her. married her. He Harley yeah. Quinder. Yeah, not unethical <laughs> at all, by it's the not way. Good. The book describes Pazder's use of hypnosis to reclaim Michelle's repressed memories. These memories were of her time in a satanic church and the abuse suffered by her and then levied onto other people. All her memories were her as a paladin in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stealing cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> If I can't enjoy pauldrons by the end of this story, I'm going to be so angry. That's true. How many pauldrons are in this story? Uh, 17. <sighs> it's a little low, but I guess it's I mean, fine. if it was 20, I'd care. Yeah, but the other like, one's being forged. forged. If, it, if it was triple digits. <laughs> then it matter. Can you see? The question is, can you look left or right while wearing these pauldrons? Because if the I answer mean, is yes, they're not real pauldrons. <laughs> yeah, they're not big enough. They're basically shoulder pads. <laughs> needs, needs to be bigger. What are you, an 80s businesswoman? Come on. <laughs> get some real pauldrons on there. It was also the first book to ever coin the term satanic ritual abuse, which would fuel the satanic panic in the 1980s. I've never I've never heard that term. Oh, no. Basically, no, <laughs> it got thrown around a bunch by people who were saying that they were abused by Satanists. This happened a lot in schools. There's a prominent case in Canada where just an entire town worth of people were accused oh, of being Satanists. Yeah. I like it started at a daycare and then it extended <laughs> out into the police department, wow. into the community. So everybody in this town was worshiping Satan? Do you think there's like one Satanist in that town who came out and was just like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, Satan, Satan's fine. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cause all this uh, kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it was just the product of bad police work and bad interview what? techniques. Do you, You're saying that the police thinking that the Satanists were behind all of this was yes. bad police work? <laughs> well, what happened is you have to be very careful about the way that you interview children when it comes to this kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. It turns out if you give children a lot of leading questions, they're going to say yes to at least some of them. I feel like anyone who's talked to a child should know that. Yeah. yeah. Or have me. you heard a child tell a story? It's you, lunacy. You lead me mm-hmm. with enough questions. I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> it's yeah, true. For sure. So this led to an ev- inevitable conservative and evangelical backlash to all this stuff going on. Mm. It turns out if you just go kind of wild, you know, you go through sow your oats for 20 years, there's going to be somebody who kind of hates it. Hates all the fun. Go <laughs> rumspringer. Rumspringer. Yeah. It was like a 20-year rumspringer for the U.S. That sounds and awesome. our dad was mad at the end of it. So mad. <laughs> but the problem United I United have... States daddy hated it. <laughs> the problem I have with this whole thing is that I came into existence right after rumspringer ended for everyone else. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, now is punishment time. And yeah. I'm like, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to go do the thing. Like a lot of yeah. people were having like rumspringer. Then it got canceled forever. Yeah. And, and I then, was born then. And then I was <laughs> I was born. I was born right after that hearing. Yeah, yeah. No, now no, I live in that sorry. world. <laughs> you guys can't go to Cozumel anymore in your senior class. Trip, no, you please, can't go, you, sir. You can't go there. College is how much? <laughs> and I'm going to get paid way less. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So some of the major figures of this uh, backlash were John Todd, who is a trash person. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad we have a stance on that. <laughs> well, he has two first names. Yeah, John Todd. Well, you know. That's fair. Uh, he's a former owner of an occultist bookstore and reported having a conversion that wiped the scales from his eyes. Uh, he claimed the oh. world was run by Satanists and that JFK was still alive. The, oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two very different conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, he, he, he was a real he was a real peddler of nonsense. He liked to kept a like a broad conspiracy theory yeah. idea. I don't um, want to stick to just one. I'm gonna mix them a little up. Yeah, I like to pick and choose. Yeah. You my got crazy peanut thought. butter in my chocolate. Well, I got Satanism in my Stevie Wonder isn't blind. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is not blind. I saw some catch a mic stand. Yep. Another figure was Jack Chick. It's pronounced Chic. Chic. La Chic. <laughs> Jack Chic. Yeah. I love that. Oh, Chick Tracks. Chick Tracks. Oh, yep. man. Can familiar. I tell you about these? These are, they were awful. I don't know what that is. So they were these. So you're, are you familiar with a track? So they're usually like, like, uh, it's usually Hot a, Wheels. A, yeah. <laughs> yes. I wish. No, so they're usually like a Christian thing that you would leave somewhere and then people would pick it up and then read it and then. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> no, is, that, is, exactly, that is the gist of the no, story. That is exactly yeah. the track. So, uh-huh. but Chick Tracks were all about like very, very damning to hell if you don't. Oh, like yeah. they were They were brutal and violent and very, they were the dead opposite of like love. Caring. I, it's real I, love, I love collecting chick checks. It's like whenever when I find one, I save it. Dude, it's they're like, insane. They're great. It's like converting you with fear. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And mm. then there's like he's a cartoonist, so they're all like little oh, comics. Good. That's nice. Uh, and there's like, there's like little biblical quotes and stuff on like the little inboxes on yeah. the panel. Super interesting. Hmm. Did it work? Are you one now? I mean, you I was. <laughs> I haven't seen. Sure. I haven't seen a chick track in years. Um, we should make a random draw track. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm going to to listening to our board game podcast. <laughs> I will be including in this week's show notes a copy of a chick track about right. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, oh no! So I've, feel free to check that out. He's pooing on it. I've it's read called the exact Dark one, Dungeons. Yeah. Yep, sounds like an awesome yeah. adventure. <laughs> I know, right? So <laughs> these these chick tracks were largely anti-Catholic and fundamentalist Christian. A uh, major source for many of the chick tracks about occultism was John Todd. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, so John Todd. Just bad news. Well, JFK. Uh, Jerry Falwell was also a prominent. He's in a the prominent... Spice Girls. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Jerry Fallout Boy. That's what you were thinking. Oh, like, that was really was good. good. I didn't expect that joke. Yeah, Jerry Falwell. You're welcome. Noted Spice Girl. <laughs> noted Spice Brimstone girl. Spice. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jerry Falwell uh, and a bunch of other televangelists got, got in on the act, too, basically preaching fire and brimstone and saying that Satan was everywhere in, in the U.S. Especially in the players' well, and yeah. it, Man, if there was like a fire and brimstone popular time, and it, it's one thing to make fire and brimstone popular, mm-hmm. but like they did it. Like that was yeah. the decade that really they were all about it. And then my favorite fake so newsman. Geraldo Rivera. Oh man, the mustache himself. The mustache himself released a documentary called Devil Worship: Colon Exposing Satan's Underground. <laughs> was Dungeons and Dragons Satan's Underground? It was not. We we so we haven't gotten to the Dungeons and Dragons yet. Oh my gosh, this is just, all this is all me setting the stage for this why this is just uh, this was all happening in Dungeons and Dragons. Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong yeah. place, mm. wrong time. How dare you create a fun pastime for children and adults alike? <laughs> oh, you don't want them to read books and use math? Yeah. So. I think Dungeons and Dragons of Memory Serves was uh, started in the late seventies. Yeah, Gary Guy guys. which would have, as soon as it was getting popular, was right around the time the Satanic Panic was uh, starting. That makes sense. That is yeah. a bummer. It's a real bummer, bro. It's a real bummer. Right product, wrong survived. time. Yeah, for sure. 
as to how these two things like became intertwined with each other, it basically all started with the suicide of a person named James Dallas Egbert the Third. James Dallas Egbert the Third. The Third. That's a name. That's, That's a handle. man. Yeah. Uh, he basically was a 16-year-old student, very intelligent, gifted, was actually attending Michigan State University. Oh, at 16? At 16. Dang. Yeah. Disappeared after playing D&D uh, in like an underground basement area where the, all, like, the group got together to play the game. Well, and, and to be fair, like you play D&D in basements because most of us that play D&D... Melt in the sun, uh-huh. so yeah. <laughs> like you have to. I know get, I do. Yeah, you have to get away from the sun. The lower like humidity <laughs> content of a basement actually makes Doritos taste delicious. Mm, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, so after he disappeared, his family hired a PI by the name of Michael Deer to investigate his disappearance. Uh, Deer theorized that D and D had ra- warped his thinking and contributed to his kind of bizarre behavior he'd been exhibiting hmm. i can see that not well, happening and okay. that's so crazy because that was like a D time period where you just sort of played a character and dungeon crawled like there wasn't mm-hmm. even yeah. really much no role, role play. play no not at all so after they found him uh he was alive for several more months afterwards and then committed uh suicide in early 1980 after his third uh, and final attempt. So mm. he'd had an issue of different mental health issues. I was going to say, it honestly just sounds like mental health issues, yeah. and he happened to play D&D. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a side thing that, that once a, he did. That is a bummer. Yeah, so that that his theory that D&D had warped his thinking was from his initial report. Uh, he would later go on to write a book in 1984 called The Dungeon Master, uh, where he clarified that he never thought D&D influenced James's behavior, and it was most likely due to his family issues and chronic depression. Still, <laughs> you don't say. Still, once you put something like that out into the world, uh, it's like one offhand comment. Yeah, right. Well, it's not even like the guy who killed himself what wrote some suicide note saying, "Well, after this Dungeons and Dragons yeah. experience, I no, can no longer like, go about life." Had some mental yeah. health issues, and in the eighties, like they're not. That's not a in that's the forefront. Not, People aren't exactly. concerned about that. And you already have all this other like strange fear of occult stuff in the, in yeah. the ether anyway. Press publications and uh, activists seized on D&D as the reason why he had killed himself. Mm. This was given a chance to reinforce this story. Like this narrative was given a chance to reinforce itself in 1982 when another young man by the name of Irving Lee Pulling II uh, killed himself. Uh, he played in a school monitor D and D club. School monitor. Yep. Mm-hmm. He played uh, his <laughs> principal. <laughs> yeah, his principal was the dungeon master. Oh, what? that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I mean, not them killing himself part to clarify no, that part. Right. Not good. Right. But like dungeon, the principal dungeon, dungeon, dungeon master. <laughs> yeah. So cool. he killed himself, and his mom, a woman by the name of Pat Pulling. Uh, was completely grief stricken and sued the school and the principal. Wow, that's. A, I mean, yeah. I get it. You're like you're like really you're upset, upset, but, but yeah, uh, she blamed the principal for placing a curse on her son's character, causing him to believe that it was all real and forcing him to commit suicide. <laughs> so it should be noted that Pat pulling, it's been theorized, has also has some mental. undiagnosed mental health yeah. issues. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Way more sense than Dungeons and Dragons curse killed him. Right. So she also filed a lawsuit against TSR the company that published yeah. Dungeons and Dragons uh, for allowing the game into the school and basically TSR warping didn't have anything her. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know where you take our game. Yeah. So courts throughout both cases, but Pat Pulling was convinced that D&D was responsible for the death of her son. Oh boy. The people who reported on this uh, interviewed his classmates 
And they all universally said that a lot of his issues were just mental health issues. Yeah. He was very depressed as a child. He was very withdrawn and quiet. Mm. Like D&D was a way for him to like express himself. Sure. Probably one of the was, best things for him. I was going to say it was probably yeah. a type of therapy for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. The last like really huge case to really tie D&D to what was going on at the time was the uh, murder of a woman by the name of Mary Towney. Basically, these two men were playing in the same D&D group when they killed a, a, this woman uh, by strangling her. Is it because the DM put a curse on him? Mm. Yes. How'd you know, Dan? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, he cast Entangle. It's the same reason I almost <laughs> killed you guys. Oh, oh, oh. Was, that, was that joke too oh, far? Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Shocking grasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Uh, during the defendant's trial, both men attempted to enter D&D books into evidence as proof that the game was responsible for warping their behavior. This was their defense? This okay. was their defense. I, is that? I need to know what the judge said about this. <clears throat> I don't believe he let it happen. Yeah, did he okay, say, good. oh, you have to make a perception check? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a persuasion. Yeah, persuasion <laughs> yeah. check. Well, it sounds like they would need to roll a persuasion check, but their both wisdom and intelligence scores yeah, are well low. below 10. Strength? Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. All this is happening, and Pat Pulling says, I'm not done with my crusade against D&D. Oh, good. I'm going to Thank form God. a political action group. Excellent. Against That's just D&D. what we need. Super good use of your time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> time and resources well spent. I'm so glad that I can't afford health care, but we have an entire party. It's all about getting rid of D&D. Run Springer, gone, but here I am. <laughs> good job, 80s. You've set us up for success. Yep. So in 1983, she formed a group called Bothered About Dungeons & Dragons, or BAD. B-A-D-D. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, that name is bad. Yeah. Are you bothered about that naming convention? Yeah. Bothered <laughs> about <it's> bad. bad. <laughs> I'm B-A-B-A-D-D. No, yeah. it's just dumb. That's what it is. Pulling claimed Dungeons & Dragons was, quote, a fantasy role-playing game which uses demonology, witchcraft, voodoo, murder, rape, blasphemy, suicide, assassination, insanity, sex perversion, homosexuality, prostitution, satanic-type rituals, gambling, barbarism, cannibalism, sadism, desecration, demon summoning, necromantics, divination, and other teaching. No, 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 no. There's no voodoo <laughs> in D&D. Yeah. Specifically, I'm fine with everything else on that list. I've seen just about everything else in there. But there's I have no yet voodoo. To see voodoo. <laughs> yeah, some of this, if you have it in your game, you guys got to get better players. What can I say? Yeah, Or a better DM. Yeah. I was going to say, every time we host a game, especially with new players, mm-hmm. or we do our public host uh, games that we haven't done in months, of course. Well, you know, mm-hmm. for reasons. <laughs> so every time we do it, we always are very specific. Listen, there will be no weird sex stuff in this yeah. game. Yeah. You're some sort of pervert. Take it down the road. <laughs> There's another DM who I'm sure will host for you. Yeah. I, yep. I am not that DM. I'm not that. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want anyone else to be uncomfortable just so <laughs> mm-hmm. you can get your rocks off. Yeah. It's let me tell you, fair. you're going to start a description. Then your character is going to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you will be ejected from the table. <laughs> Remember when you exposed yourself? You have now exploded from said exposure. <laughs> So she began a media campaign working with both conservative and Christian outlets who had a particular agenda to push and mainstream media news producers who stood to make a lot of money selling advertising space in papers and news reports with hysterical headlines. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yep, That makes sense. I mean, that all clears. Follow the money. Yeah, we also believe that. Can you say something (laughs) crazier? 
So Pulling even managed to score a spot on 60 Minutes, where oh, she did an interview opposite of Gary Gygax himself. Oh, wow. Came on to defend TND. Was his just 60 Minutes of him laughing at her, and then in going, her face? You know there's a game, right? And yeah. like at that point, this is like a table, practically a tabletop miniatures battle game. Oh, <laughs> like, two-player D&D. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. Did he roll a D20 before he answered any question? Or I guess back then it wouldn't have been a D20. Probably would have been multiple D6s, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. Gary yeah. Gygax, man. Been the best. That sucks that he got pulled into this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole company got dragged into this. I got some real funny, fu- not funny stuff, but interesting stuff coming up like, here uh, in just a couple upsetting. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> some of it is upsetting. Upsetting about the world. Yeah. So a gentleman by the name of John Quickly, who uh, ran the Lakeview Full Gospel Fellowship, mm. spoke for many opponents when he claimed, quote, the game is an occult tool that opens up young people to influence or possession by demons. <laughs> So weird. Yeah. Such a just it's just such so like, insane. like maybe it's where I'm at as a human being, but like I, I obviously play Dungeons and Dragons games like this, but it's mm-hmm. like such an far off belief. I can't even like grasp why people would no. think it. Yeah. Because it just doesn't make very any sense. Bizarre. It's like I've never played a game and thought like, uh oh. Am I opening myself up to little demon possession? Here? Like when we were playing Madness and if you went insane, you literally became a demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't like that game very much. Yeah. But, I just but thought, it had nothing to do with it. I just that. thought, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's it's a just, bummer. It's just interesting to see how like the shift in thought about like surrounding D&D. Yeah. And well, like I, I said, mean, it, it's just a time, it's just the time and place. But I, I guess I, I don't get it, obviously, but... I kind of see where they're coming from. Like, so if I'm a pastor and every other pastor around me is saying D&D is bad, even if I don't believe it, I now have to say that to continue in this group. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I am grouped with them. I'm going to lose everybody that comes to my church. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so stupid. It's a feedback loop of the group that forces you to say things that you might not believe in because it is just the currently accepted group thing. Well, in like yeah. the late 90s and the early 2000s, they're like, maybe we should bring back Runs, Runspinger. But then like now this, they're like, no, I we mean, can't. I'm just saying Kurt Cobain would still be alive if he had Rumspringer. If you- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to it. Uh, veteran role player Andy Smith found himself in the unusual position of being both a role player and a Christian. He said, quote, while working for a Christian organization, I was told to remove my role playing books from the shared accommodation as they were offensive to some of the other wor- workers and contained references to demon worship. Ooh. Yeah. So. <laughs> there is no reference to demon worship. Also, I don't understand the concept of a book sitting on a shelf being offensive to me. Like, I could just, you know, not read it. Unless mm. that book is called, like, Dan's Real Dumb. <laughs> then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that is specifically offensive to Dan, me. That's one Dan that comes Man. with a Dewey Decimal <laughs> designation. Dan Man is really dumb, and then there's, like, a picture of a guy, and his eyes follow me wherever I go. <laughs> this is weird. Wait Dang a it. Second. Now i got to write a book. I know. <laughs> I guess I'd buy one. <laughs> so TSR was not going to take all of this laying down. Oh, they're not going to take it? They said, no way. Dungeons and Dragons is not as the, not of the devil. So in addition to Gary Gygax frequently speaking out against the accusations of Satanist themes, TSR hired writer and professional fixer Frank Metzger. Whoa, professional fixer. Yeah. How do you get that title? You can have that title. Can you wanna, I? You want to be a fixer? I you just do. Gotta, you got to fix, like, listen, one of us has to come to you with a dead body, and you got to make <laughs> that dead body disappear. Look, that's how you get to be a fixer. As long as I don't have to kill the person, like if no, one they're of already you, dead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I could probably get rid of it. Either that, body. or you have to be the middleman of a, a large cash transaction between one of us. Boat. We've I think we've talked about this. Like now of all of us, away. I have access to a boat. So yeah. 
Like if someone's getting rid of a dead body, like it's probably gonna you be could me. be a fixer, Dave. This is like a Dexter situation. Is yeah. it very much a Dexter? No, situation? No, but I'm not Dexter. I'm no Dexter's one of us is deckhand. Oh, I see. I <laughs> one see. of us is Dexter. Oh, and then as he's a just... whole, we're Dexter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As, yeah. a, as a group, Mark is collecting blood. Mm-hmm. I am doing the killing, mm-hmm. and Dave is disposing of the bodies. We are group Dexter. Guys, I, like it. I think we just made Dexter a co-op. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm good at archiving. <laughs> Frank Metzer was uh, the guy who designed the iconic red box D&D that you guys oh, are probably yeah, familiar yeah. with. Sure. Uh, he also co-wrote The Temple of Elemental Evil with Gary Gygax. That's oh. a huge uh, game. Yeah. yeah. A huge module. Uh, he began appearing in public to defend the game. He booked radio interviews, TV spots, public debates. He took all comers. So if you were a person who said D&D was evil, he was willing to debate you anytime, anywhere. Dang. I can't imagine it's difficult to prove that you're dumb if your stance is that this game yeah. is evil. This game yeah. will... Because uh, it's a game. You'll yeah. be possessed by the devil. <laughs> Oh, yeah. let's play right now, and we'll stop when one of us is possessed by the devil. <laughs> well, here, here's the best part about D&D is, like, the devil knows that it can only possess you if you roll a 12 on these 2d6. The supernatural stays away, 1 to 11. <laughs> oh, good. You they just have to roll under. Just roll better. Roll. Yeah, just roll if better. If you roll better, you're not—I mean, you won't be the— you won't get possessed. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's very true. He had a very memorable debate with a medical doctor who said that D&D had contributed to a murder. Uh, this place, this debate a took doctor? place. A, a medical doctor? What's yep. his stance on that? Yeah, he said uh, D&D, you know, messes up your thinking. Oh, wait, were they killed with a D&D book? Yeah, because yes. then, because yeah. then, uh, yeah, like it technically contributed in the same way, <laughs> in the same way that like whoever manufactured that hammer when you yeah. kill that guy, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. contributed to yeah. the death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I don't have an argument against that. <laughs> sure, it killed him. <laughs> the debate took place on Halloween on the program oh. Good Morning California and had a really large viewership. When asked about it later, he said, uh, Metzger said, quote, I would demonstrate on TV how to cast spells, and I'd say, okay, I cast Fireball. And the host would look at me and say, what? I said, that's it. The same as I say... <laughs> That's it. That's my yeah. favorite thing. The end. Yeah. The same as I say, I pick up a wrench. It's a tool, not ornate. It's not floored. It's just a tool in this fantasy milieu. And the only people who have a problem with it are those who believe that these fantasy escapist elements take you away from reality. That's funny. Yeah. I cast Fireball. And the host Go is like, on. what? What? Uh, that's it. Like, uh-oh, he's casting Fireball. <laughs> I mean, that's not technically. It should have been like, I cast Fireball. Cool. What's the DC save? Yeah. 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 What's the DC? Also, where? Yeah. Like, also, where? What's oh, the diameter? You realize two of your party is in that circle, yeah. right? I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's who I was shooting cool. at. I'm an evocation wizard. <laughs> I make it go around them. <laughs> so Frank's own father was a Methodist preacher. He was better like poised to help Christians feel better about it by, you know, like having the knowledge of what all these people were panicked about. Yeah. He said uh, basically his dad knew what he did for a living and he fully supported it because he read what I wrote. He said, quote, this is really good work. Good job. Son. Oh, good father. A supportive a father. A good supportive oh, father. Look at that. Yeah. A supportive father, and then a son who didn't kill himself, despite being in the D&D. It's incredible what having just a supportive dad can do for a person. Mm. Look at Marvin Glass. He just needed a dad. Mm. I, I guess. I didn't shortness. have a supportive dad, and I have yet to kill either of you two. <laughs> That's true, and we've given you reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> like, on a daily basis, when I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm... You can't kill me? Who would dispose of my body? That is true. That's, That's the only right. reason I haven't killed Dave yet. You, you gotta Let me reason. make another friend with a boat, and you're out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, we have to make sure he's not. I have an ad else. on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> When, Dunge- when Advanced Dungeons & Dragons was published, TSR made steps to bridge the gulf between the evangelical concerns and gamers. They removed mentions of devils and demons from the books, so oh, all like of that any. was just wiped away. Well, it's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I guess they don't care anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. James Lauder, a novelist and editor for TSR, answered phone calls for the company and was instrumental in calming down concerned parents. He said TSR wasn't taking the satanic panic lightly. Uh, when he arrived, he put a copy of Jack Chirk's oh, tract yeah. on his door, <laughs> and he said when the guy, uh, when the, his boss saw it, he said, listen, if you want to have a job by the end of the day, you'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, yeah, they, they did not take that sort of thing very, very lightly. Well, I, I mean, it could literally ruin your company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he would always tell people who called up to ask questions or to yell at you know, the, the writers and stuff there. That uh, D&D is just group storytelling. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's yeah, all that's what that. it is to this day. <laughs> he said, quote, that it's not at its core different than kids playing cops and robbers, except it's got a set of rules that determines when you go bang, bang, whether you hit somebody or not. Really, it's just imagination play. Uh, when you discuss mm-hmm. it like that, it's a lot less concerning because people can understand what's actually going on. Yeah. 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 That's all accurate. Yeah. yeah. He I had know. this whole <laughs> really... He had this whole really great story about this dad who called from Boston, so he's got that Boston, you know, townie accent. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pack the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son's got all these demons in him, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> it started and then it went. It's fine. Yeah, it was like uh, Boston by way of Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a good Minnesota accent, yeah, but it's I can't good. do. I can't do the Boston. I can only say cat, cat. Yeah, to pack the cat. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and I only learned that from you. Car Talk. Click yeah. and clack the Tappet Brothers. <laughs> I don't know. NPR. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't listen to NPR. Two of us in this room not, are 40-year-old uh, librarians. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not some nerd. I listen to <laughs> fantasy audio books in my car. <laughs> so, yeah, he was able to calm this guy down and keep him from burning all of his son's D&D books. It was actually oh, that's kind of a nice. cool story. What a weird reaction. Don't just throw them away. You burn them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, well, that's like one of the things. That, like, if that's you check gets... out the Chick Tract in the show notes, like that's one of the things the preacher tells her at this uh, what girl to do. Mm-hmm. Just, burn just go burn D&D them. That's how you get the yeah. demons out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because if there's one thing about demons, they hate fire. Yeah. It's like they don't even understand demons. <laughs> yeah. You have all these complaints about demons, but yeah. I think you don't even really know demons. Like, mm-hmm. if the chick track ended with, and then you need to go freeze all of your DMZ books, unless you're a Dante's Inferno fan, oh, yeah. that True. makes yeah. more sense. And then freezing, also maybe what the demons were <laughs> So many questions. This guy's not good. Eventually, the satanic panic wasn't defeated so much as it just burned itself out, which is kind like, of a depressing like, thing like to say. The, like, like most outrage. <laughs> yeah. Like just there is no there away. is no defeating outrage. You just have to wait for enough time to pass. Yeah. I think if we got some outrage against us, we'd be more popular. Yeah, the publicity would be great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even argue that outrage. Like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> well, because most likely whatever they said, we'd all just look at them and be like, yeah. Be like, I yeah. don't remember saying it, but I'm not saying I didn't say it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> distinct <laughs> possibility. <laughs> I'm unwilling to listen back through all the episodes. <laughs> Sometimes I say offensive things and I don't realize <laughs> And then it. I look at Dave and assume he's going to edit it out. <laughs> and then he doesn't. Yeah, and then he does it. <laughs> and he just laughs and laughs. So we've had a good time talking about all of the terrible stuff that's happened, like in the satanic panic. <laughs> Yeah. But it is worth mentioning that there were thousands of people who were wrongfully imprisoned for... For satanic panic? Prisoned? For, for, yeah, imprisoned. Like, people went to jail because they said that they had abused children or they had murdered people. Because or, of D&D? 
Well, not just D&D, &D, just in general, just because of like satanic ritual abuse it, allegations. So it was a modern day witch trial. Yeah, That's basically, so except it was like, uh, you know, half a continent. <laughs> Stupid 50s and 60s. Yeah, if you guys. 60s and 70s. This, this, the, it's wild how like far things got, especially like in this story about this, that Canadian town. It's incredible how many people went to jail who were completely innocent, didn't yeah, do anything, like, what? never hurt a soul. What the, What in the world am I getting charged with? Yeah, and some of those people are, uh, are still in jail. That's like, crazy. Wow. They've never officially overturned the convictions of some of the people who were wrongfully imprisoned for the satanic panic. So it's fun and interesting to like look back now, but it definitely had real-world consequences, and thousands of people had their lives ruined That's by crazy. all of the stuff that was happening back then. Way to end it on a downer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not done yet. So We're almost there. So episode 41, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if we'll continue after this. Yeah. yeah. So as for TSR, they outlived it, if only just... Um, the satanic panic fizzled out, and they eventually found themselves in need of bailing out. Oh, because check of, episode uh, Yeah, check 40. episode 40, where <laughs> uh, we talked about how Wizards of the Coast bought TSR yeah. and saved Dungeons & Dragons. So in a way, the satanic panic almost allowed Wizards of the Coast to be able to buy TSR, because kind they probably like, would have been a more profitable company. They were kind of on the ropes for a lot of different reasons. Were but they? yeah, okay. the satanic panic certainly didn't help. But I mean, if Wizards of the Coast wouldn't have bought d and I don't think it would have been what it is today, because... Because no. of Magic the Gathering, mm -hmm. pumped so much, so much money into it. Yeah. Well, we talked again about like just the glut of like new additions that have like yeah. sort of been flooded into the D and D space. I love D and love that there's so much of it out there now. <clears throat> I hate that I give my money to Hasbro when I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it goes, man. I it's... give my money to so many things I hate. Oh, I just can't. Help. I love watching <laughs> yeah. Netflix. I mm -hmm. hate that Amazon gets yeah. paid when I do. Yeah. <laughs> like. I wish there's another alternative. I mean, the alternative would be me being rich and mm -hmm. then other people giving me money. But, <laughs> yeah. but I don't then, know how to get but, there. But then you're the bad guy. I don't care. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, you're rich. It's I would, uh, but I would invest some of my money into like board game shops. Mm. Which and doesn't I would help at, a lot of and people. And I would work at it. Yeah, it'd help you too. What are you two, <laughs> yeah. what are you two idiots complaining about? We'd be like uh, comic book men. Yeah, uh, we would. Yeah, you'd be like Kevin Smith of the group, yep. and we'd be your two little flunkies. Mm -hmm. Yep, I wouldn't be able to fly coach because I can't fit in the seats. <laughs> Not anymore. That dude's super skinny. He has the weirdest neck I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he lost like uh, 190 really pounds skinny, or something. Which is awesome. Wow. Good for your health. But yeah. man, yeah. That, I mean, because when you get, you're that big and then yeah. you get that small. I mean, you're you got that skin. Yeah, you got you got, got skin everywhere. Can't go, mm -hmm. Kevin Smith, Satanic Panic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kevin he, Smith, Dogma. He probably. That's <laughs> what I'll say about that. Yeah, <laughs> I like Dogma. <laughs> uh, so, do you know uh, Dogma is owned by the Weinstein Company, and they've given the rights to absolutely no one, and so you can neither stream nor purchase Dogma absolutely anywhere, Weinstein, unless you can find Weinstein. an old. Why does Weinstein sound familiar? <laughs> well, Have we talked know. about a guy named Weinstein? <laughs> satanic Panic. Okay. <laughs> Weird, okay. But yeah, so that's why you can also always stream it on YouTube because, because there's nobody really prosecuting. Yeah, imagine why. why? So I you wonder. Can, yeah, you can always find it on YouTube and one will get taken down after like months and months of being up and then another one just goes right that's up. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck's best the movie. Satanic <laughs> wow, interesting. Even better than The Town? Even better oh, than you're, Batman? <laughs> you're right. The Town's Ben Affleck's best movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a good flick. All right, it's Matt Damon's best movie. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's isn't, fair. Isn't that Goodwill Hunting? I, I mean, Goodwill Hunting was a fine movie. All of the Bournes, except the one he wasn't in. It's no, that, it's yeah. no Elysium. That's Hawkeye's in that. Elysium. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I like Matt Damon a fair yeah. amount. I like that he owns a zoo. Yeah. And he was the best farmer on uh, Mars. 
Yeah. Oh, that's true. Potatoes. Yeah, yeah he's real good that at movie, pooping on potatoes. That movie is a fine movie, but that book is so good. So mm. I actually just uh, was on an Ask Reddit, like a whatever, Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Yeah. And it was a guy whose job is to research growing food from poop and pee on Martian <laughs> soil. Like that's this dude's actual research job oh. right now. He doesn't really speak English, so everything was done through translators. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. I that, like it. So here's a fact. It's not fun. Here's a fact about <laughs> the book, The Martian, that I have not read, but I have listened to on two times because I liked it so much. Uh, they replaced the narrator with Will Wheaton, oh. which I do not care for. Will Wheaton is a fine narrator, but it was R.C. Bray before that. Oh, and R.C. Bray so good. So, good. Mm. so he did The Martian. And then they replaced it. You can't even get the R.C. Bray version oh, anymore. And bummer. Will Wheaton, fine narrator. He's fine. R.C. Bray is like the top of his game. So mm-hmm. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm very pro Will Wheaton. Yeah. But I will say, as a narrator, he is not the best. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He does a fine job. But it is Will Wheaton, a famous person reading a book. And R.C. Bray is a voice actor. And he's yeah. Yeah. very good at he's it. He's very, very good at it. Don't sleep he makes on a, good a voice living actor. doing that. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, hey, whatever. I don't make a living doing this. So yeah. in my face, I guess. Uh, very much so. Hey, I think it might be time for the big announcement. Big announcement. Are we ready? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're making such a big deal out of this. It's it- kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you looked at the games that we just talked about, they were all 80s games. Mm-hmm. All of them, including Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> including Jaws. Including Jaws. Based on the classic film Jaws 3D. Jaws, <laughs> Jaws 3D. Mm-hmm. And Jaws 2. I yeah. also count it as an 80s movie because I didn't see it until the 80s. Yeah. Well, if you round I up. S- I still didn't see it. Yeah. Well, it came out in the 80s, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone asked, Jaws came out in the 80s. 1983. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so if you notice, those are all 80s movies-ish. So we actually have another podcast that is called Random Draw, a 1980s podcast. And the point of this podcast is all three of us, again, all born in the 80s, mm-hmm. but not a huge recollection of the 80s. It's a uh, decade filled with crazy things. It absolutely is. In so many ways, it's the decade that transitioned the entire planet from pre to post internet yeah. and everything yeah. that came along with that. So it is a fascinating decade. Yeah, the 80s is, is so interesting. The fun part of it for us especially is because... We kind of remember some of the stuff, mm-hmm. but then you go back and learn all these facts about it. So in the, our 1980s podcast, we talk about things from the 80s. We each bring a topic in, and we just go over that topic, give mm-hmm. you some fine details about it, and talk about it, and it's all very interesting. You know what's uh, different about the 80s podcast is that Dan and I have to do research. <laughs> that is the downside <laughs> yeah, of that podcast. Like, because we each bring a topic, yeah. and, yep. and then... We can't just show up and Mark did all the research. I know. You if, know what we should do is okay. we should have Mark research three topics and okay. then just hand us each one. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I'll do and that. then pretend it's... pretend that you don't know what we're about mm-hmm. to talk about. And uh-huh. I'm gonna pretend that it's mine. And I no, did I've the never research. I've never like knowingly lied to either one of you two on one of these podcasts. But if that were the case, I would do it. <laughs> All of my made up facts. I would just be saying, like, oh, did you know Michael Jackson was actually born a woman? And here is my fact. And Mark is just smiling and I'm reading facts because I can't think for myself. (laughs) But if you want to check out this this new podcast, Random Draw, an 80s podcast. We already have the first three episodes up and available right now. Done. So They're ready for your consumption. Uh, yeah. We're going to work on the fourth one soon. So, yeah. Yep. It, go it, check them out. I'll just say it pairs well with uh, holiday fun times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and the first episode. What a rave review. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at reviewing things. Uh, it is the best 1980s podcast you will ever hear that features the three of us. That That's is for true. sure. Yeah. I would never do another 80s podcast that didn't feature us. Yeah. Dave, what, what, are, what are some of the things that we've talked about on the 1980s uh, podcast? Princess so far? Bride. Princess Bride. Oh, was part of the first yep, episode. Interesting. The very first yeah. episode mm-hmm. was a. All types of information about the Princess Bride, uh, things like swatches mm-hmm. and a new crimping coat. irons. Crimping, crimping irons. Uh, crimping irons was crazy interesting. It was crazy. Actually, well, especially since we are three men and we don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, crimp like, our hair. I knew well, nothing about regular. Irons. I would say one or two of us could probably crimp our hair right now. I, I could, could crimp my. hair I could right probably now. crimp my. I have yeah? so much. The thing is, it it gets big, like upwards, yeah, instead of down. It's poofy, and it is what it is. But what if you, you want to check it out, uh, like I said, first three episodes. Up, so there are nine topics of 80s stuff to listen mm-hmm. to. Uh, mm-hmm. So if for some reason you enjoy us, yeah, if th- you're then like, there's more. If you're like, if you are like uh, uh, some sort of asylum and you're like, I like these guys, but I don't have access to board games, but I want to hear them talk more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is for you. Yeah. It's, this is for that specific genre of person. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's who we do it it's for. It's somehow you, more people. unhinged than this podcast, too. Well, because it's less structured than yeah. this podcast. <laughs> if you can believe it, it is less structured than yes. this podcast. And this podcast... Not a lot of structure. Yeah. No. Two hours and 22 minutes of unstructure at the moment. <laughs> but can't. when you're listening to this, it will be shorter. But to us. <laughs> yeah. The problem is we can't shut our mouths. Yeah. We love yeah. talking. Yeah. But anyway, That's take fair. a listen if you want to. Yep. If you want to. It'd be cool. And uh, also keep in mind, it's the same email address to get us. So it's randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to email us about 80s topics or board games, uh, feel free. I That just pops up on my phone. And a lot of times I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and if you uh, know a topic. Topic from the 1980s that you are like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to hear about this topic, but not do research about it myself. First of all, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Second of all, I feel the same way every week. <laughs> let us know. We will absolutely, uh, definitely think about doing it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, check us out on Instagram, Random Draw Board Game Podcast, all underscores between each word. Check out our Facebook page, Random Draw. Just go to something. Facebook oh, at yeah, Random yeah. Draw Pod. I'm right there, man. <laughs> Oh, that's it? That's it, man. Had- also, update on okay. Gavelbachen. Still stands. Oh, Hasn't yeah. been this burned the, down yet. This is the first update of the year? First update of the year. Yeah, we missed our inaugural, like, this is the beginning of Advent where I would have brought it up. But, yeah, it still stands halfway through the season. Oh, so man. So, haven't been Did burned it make down it last yet. last year? Made it last year. Uh-oh. Two years in a row? If you want to hear about Gavelbachen, go back and listen to last Christmas's episode, whatever that episode yes. was. Yeah, like, I forget what it was called. But Some number. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. It's it had a, some numbers. Yeah, in just it. go to Sweden. See it. Burn, don't burn Can't it down. Go though. to Sweden right now. Burn it down. And now for something completely different. How do you like Mark making you edit more? <laughs> I mean, it's what okay. else is new? <laughs> Between the mouth noises and the stuttering and yeah. the and the just dumb comments, like yeah. yeah. I mean, this is not a thing, Dave. We're actually be helping you out with this. We're keeping you in work. <laughs> Uh, and as up. soon as I get paid, I'll we be did just yeah. we did just let me tell you this story at <laughs> okay. work the other day. So remember when Google went down the other morning? Because mm. I do. I didn't even know what happened. It went down 
worldwide. <laughs> oh, oh dear. so like no Google Docs, no Gmail, no no Google anything. Yeah, also that's uh, an error with Google that I'm sure they found out through this. <laughs> Google went down, and their down tracker couldn't be accessed because was it was down. down. <laughs> so it wasn't updating to say that Google was down. So it was like this whole big thing. Anyway, so I'm texting another person that works for me. She's like our secretary, not one of the techs. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I guess I'll just uh, send Bill and Melissa an email. And I said, who's Bill and Melissa? And she said, Gates. And I said, her name's Melinda. And they don't, also, they they don't own not Yeah, I said, they don't own Google. She goes, oh, who owns Google? I was like, well, it's like a corporation, yeah. Alphabet. Yeah, Alphabet owns Google. Yeah, she's just like, oh, I thought it was, I was like, oh, I can't even, I can't talk to you right now. Bill <laughs> and Melissa, I was like, okay. That's what I said. I was like, who, who's, I thought who's she that? was talking about somebody in like the somebody you school work with. or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. who's Bill and Melissa? Someone the other day sent me a thing of Bill Gates and it just said, you're not worth microchipping. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> Very funny. Like the amount of money it would take to make the microchips to then smuggle them into the lab that's yeah. making the vaccine to then have <coughs> no one find out about it. Uh-huh. Magically. So, it's so stupid. Yeah. Also, so I carry a phone everywhere. Yeah. yeah. This is you don't need yeah. to microchip. Yeah. This is the tracking yeah, device, please. guys. I will carry it. I will I, look at it. I use, <laughs> yeah, I'll stare into it. <laughs> I I'll have, prove that it's me. <laughs> I have so much technology I use. You always know where I'm at, right? So stupid. People are so dumb. So I noticed you put some tea, you know, some sugar in that tea. Three sugars, which is more than I thought I was going to have to take. But. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Oklahoma, right, where mm-hmm. they just had like a tea bar. Oh, this is good now. Yeah. Oh, it's all good? Yeah, that's nice. It's appropriate. So they had like a tea bar <laughs> at like your lunch cafeteria. So you'd go grab your tray. You'd get some milk <clears throat> really? If you're at into your it. high school? Yeah, yeah. It was all like cold sweet tea, like except that they trusted students to put their own sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to go awry in any way, no, shape, or form. No. I used to have lunch with this dude uh, named Todd, mm-hmm. and he was just a big strapping farm guy. Like he had cattle and he <laughs> yeah, would like Todd milk the, and the whole thing. Todd, yeah, Todd the farmer kid. And uh, super nice dude. (laughs) Super nice. But he would pour like a quarter inch of sugar into every glass of sweet tea that he had. Do you think his name now is Todd the Diabetic? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually don't know. Is uh, he wrestling cattle but with one fake leg? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, look him up and see if he has both his feet still. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's a cool dude, Todd. Todd would just amp it up with a cup of sugar, huh? Yeah, man. He was was into it, dude. He liked that well over your suggested. Daily amount of sugar. Yeah, if there's for one sure. thing I believe, it's that we should let all children have access to <laughs> as much sugar as they wish because yeah. Yeah. children regulate properly. And they it wasn't. Choices. It was if, if if my memory is correct, it was not even like a like a diner style sugar container where it's got the little hole. Oh, where you had to like wait forever for yeah. that. Much it was sugar a hole about yay big. Like we're talking like an eighth of an inch. Oh, I was just thinking like an open bag of Domino sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I want fancy sugar cubes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. man. No, you would be there all day. You just can get knuckle deep in that sugar and just, it's just throw a, it in your glass. It's just an open bag of sugar with a ladle next to it. <laughs> Todd has yeah. 42 lumps in his tea. <laughs> Enjoy, kids. Yeah, and I was like, man, listen, I get it. I like tea too and it's really syrup. So, <laughs> so yesterday, uh-huh. I we do HelloFresh. This is not even commercial for HelloFresh. We just happen to do it. Non, but anyway, not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> but and we're hints, willing. But, you know, <laughs> but I'll shill for you. Sometimes I just don't feel like making it, and I just want like something then. So we decided. I was like, I really want a meatball parm. Okay. I know the place near our house doesn't make good sauce, so I get it anyway. What do What do I care? <laughs> Who cares what I like or not? <laughs> 
And so, uh, screw you, body. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you like. So I'm eating it. It's so much cheese on it. So I'm chewing, 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 and I swallow like half what's in my mouth. Too bad there's cheese still connected oh, between no. the two bites. So it's just like spelunking into my throat, <laughs> and like I feel it in there. And then there's that moment of like, uh oh, oh, and the, no. so I can still breathe. Uh-huh. I have no problem breathing. It's just like dangling in the middle of my throat, and so I'm trying to hold back my cough. And and then I just can't anymore. So I make a noise like, <laughs> and like Amber and Kira both like look over at me. Like <laughs> Amber jumps off the couch, and I'm like, no, no, like I can breathe. I'm just like I don't know what to do in this situation. Like I'm kind of just an impasse. So I, I this is disgusting. But I had to go into the bathroom, and I like spit out what was in my mouth, and then I had to like pull the cheese, <laughs> like tapeworm it out, yeah, and throw it away. And then, like, they're both like, are you okay? And I'm in the bathroom laughing because it's, like, such a stupid thing to happen to me. But I'm like, like if you had literally chewed better, this wouldn't be a situation. <laughs> Seriously, if I knew how to sever cheese with my teeth. But I was, like, crying because it was, like, stuck in my throat. And then I was laughing so hard. It was, yeah. like, such a wreck. And then I go sit down. And I'm like, do I even want to eat more of this sandwich? It now almost you're, killed you're me. Shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Killed now me. you're all sus- suspicious of it. I, I did have, no, I had the experience in very... Very yeah. similar with a spaghetti noodle. Once. Oh, wow. <laughs> didn't quite chew the spaghetti noodle properly. Once again, I think the thing to come back to is this was self-inflicted. Like, yeah. this yeah. is my fault. I'm just trying to gorge myself with food so fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, unwilling just, to just chew the chew spaghetti. Food. Just get a little excited, man. I'll never forget when I was a kid in the back of my mom's Dodge Dart and I had the combo snacks, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I used to put them in my front teeth and then suck the middle out. Oh, what a weird thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it's it. Good. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I used, so to, like, I used to just put hold it in my mouth and Until then just dissolves. like dissolve. I, I like and that then, too. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I do now because of less choking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I had it between my teeth. I'm in the backseat of the car. I wasn't a good kid anyway. So I was always up to some sort of shenanigans. <laughs> so I like suck it and the whole thing goes down my throat and I like cannot breathe. And so I'm like losing it in the back of my mom's car and all she's doing is just like stop jumping around (laughs) i'm dying like i'm actively dying and finally i like swallowed it down my whole throat hurt it was everything and i was like i was choking she's like you were not all right sorry but now i'll never forget that so i I am hesitant to give kira certain foods because she like jumps around while she's eating and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't want to be that parent i'll never forget my mom yelling about me choking I mean, I would actively try to save her, though. I think yeah. that's the point. Yeah. My, I don't know if my mom was trying to cash in on insurance or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she like, just, had just taken a sizable policy out oh, on so you. Oh, so big. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. sign this. Practice signing t- your name. Can you take big life insurance policies out on children? You could take life insurance policies. But I don't like, know how big they are. That's going to pay out. It's not like, I, well, I don't know. I, we don't. <laughs> To, for listen, for the record, we don't have one on my daughter. We just put that yeah. out there. Well, yeah. I think that's an odd thing, like an insurance policy on a child. I just yeah, I find very strange. I don't know how any of that works. I guess it's to like if you have to, God forbid, like cover the funeral cost or whatever. But yeah, but I'm not worried about losing the provider for my household because my child died. Like not to be macabre, but realistically, you sure. save money in the long run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now it's grim. Now it's macabre. I don't, like, okay, I know that's a terrible thing to See, say. Okay, here's the thing. 
realistic. It started off not macabre, and yeah, then you're like, well, you know, I'm really saving money in the long run. We should have known in a good way. We should have known as soon as he said not to be macabre. Like, oh, here comes the macabre. Well, the problem is, is like it's just been a little while since we've done something like this. So I'm like, I'm just buying in. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. That's the thing. Like, anytime like someone prefaces any comment with anything like that, you should just be. Yeah, you're on the lookout for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, not to be offensive, you're like, uh-oh, here we okay, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I know you're going to be offensive. My favorite is like, well, I'm not racist. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but. And, and then like, just okay, the here we most go. racist comment yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is regularly use that phrase and then just say unconnected things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist, but I'm really digging Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, you want to <laughs> like, desensitize people. Fun. <laughs> you want to desensitize people to it. And then you yeah. want to drop a real bomb on them. <laughs> like, whoa. What? Game over, man. Game over.